Welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm your co-host, Kevin Clark, and with me, as always, sitting across the table from me is... Travis Boat. He remembered his name. And also sitting next to me, to the left... It's like Caddy Corner. Caddy Corner, yeah. Matt Lynch. Caddy Corner. That's me. Wearing a lovely Transformers The Last Night t-shirt. Ooh la la. I have have two of these. I have two of these. This is the blue one, and I have a yellow one, too. Do you? Yeah. I I do like that design, actually. It's great. It's pretty cool. Great movie, great shirt. Well, we have shirts now. (laughs) Well, great shirt. Debatable. Uh, we do have shirts. Uh, I'll get that up we'll at the top. Yeah, go, to, go to our spread shirt shop. I set it up uh, just last night, and we've got our great logo, and I did a, a stupid uh, three and a half uh, or four and a half Douglas's shirt also. Mm. So go I'm going to get some of all of those. Go buy some uh, Go buy some uh, some apparel from us. Get a t-shirt. They're $100. $100 per t-shirt. <laughs> $200 for a hoodie. They're not that. $300 for a hat. $3,000 for a zip-up hoodie. Much. Yep. Five thousand really, dollars. You're doing a really good job. For a job. dinner with me, you're a, well, that, that is you know, I would that's pay for just that. a separate thing. Yeah, the yeah. shirts are not three thousand dollars or whatever Travis said. They're reasonably priced. I think they're shirts, fifteen to. They're like sixteen dollars for t-shirts. Yeah, hoodies are more. You hoodies know. are always expensive. Anyway, but go to the go to Spreadshirt Shop uh, and you know show your love by giving us some money. Yeah. I, pro- <laughs> I hear I hear to for promise uh, on this podcast that if I see you wearing some of our merchandise on the street, I will be like, what? <laughs> I will. I will that ignore you and be surprised. <laughs> and I will later on go, someone was wearing one of our shirts. That's weird. Jeez. This is my promise. Man, Travis does not Travis approve does of the podcast. Thomas Moore here, a man for all seasons, is taking <laughs> will, a fucking oath. I will just be surprised. <laughs> it sounds like he's against the apparel almost. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the Suspense is Killing Us podcast, man, everybody. Have a good one. The Suspense is Killing Us as to whether or not Travis will follow you home mm. if if you're wearing one of our shirts now. Jeez. I promise that's my promise. I'll follow you home. Wow. <laughs> to your whole family. Hey, you won't know I followed you home. <laughs> Suspenseful. Not mm-hmm. even the cops will. Yeah. He'll give you your own little personalized suspense movie. Well, the cops will know they'll be following me. The suspense is killing <laughs> you now. <laughs> oh. And so forth. Oh, cool. So well, what are we here for today? What are we doing? What are we doing this time? Uh, well, last time we were also enamored by uh, Curtis Hansen's "Hand That Rocks the Cradle," that uh, we decided to take on three more Curtis Hansen thrillers from the eighties uh, and nineties. In her shoes, <laughs> Wonder Boys, and Lucky You. Yeah. Three L.A. Confidential yeah. Curtis Hansen yeah. stuff. This is the three. No, I guess "Hand That Rocks the Cradle" is between us, but um, uh, "River Wild" was right before. <laughs> Yes. Confidential, yeah. So and then gonna, he did LA Confidential, and people were like, "Wow, this Curtis Hansen's a real, uh, real he, big deal. Where did he, he come from? from?" And then it turns out he'd been making movies. I made, for a long I've time. made ten movies, <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many of which are quite famous. Um, anyway, so today we're gonna go uh, Bedroom Window from 1987, mm-hmm. Bad Influence from 1990, and The River Wild from 1994. So uh, let's just get right into bedroom window. How? Why don't we? Do we have to? I think that's the whole point of the podcast. Oh right. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> A violent crime. What happened? He was trying to kill you. 
a secret affair. I'll tell them what you saw. Or I'll tell them that I saw it. A single witness. Were you alone? Yes, didn't I say that? That's why I went to sleep, Dave. <laughs> a determined victim. It wasn't you in the bedroom window at all. What are you talking about? She was the witness, not you. No matter what happens, I promise you I won't let them find out about you. You're either a romantic fool or you're an idiot. So you guys, that was so why, you guys really didn't like Bedroom Window. Well, okay, is what, so here's is what I've been getting. We have both seen it before. Yeah. Both of our memories were that it was pretty good. I think Kevin's memory was was a little stronger than mine. He liked it even more than I did. Yeah. Then I watched this and was like, it's terrible. It's <laughs> it's this stupid. And it's not stupid in a fun way. No. And then uh, and then Kev was like, you know what? I remembered this being good, but it's not good. You liked it though. I think I liked it because I liked. I think at the time I was like. I didn't know Steve Deep Gutenberg. in your Steve Gutenberg. I was like, I didn't know Steve fandom. Gutenberg was in because we had we talked a lot about fake Gutenberg. This is kind of like the time when I was really into George six. Clooney in the early mid nineties, yeah. and I was like, one fine day is great. We all go through our Clooney phase, <laughs> but uh, so I was, I think I was just excited to see like Gutenberg in something, you know, in like a thriller and like. Uh, you know, and uh, Isabel Huppert is in it. And mm. She's naked in that bedroom window, the titular the bedroom titular window. window. And so I think literally I, a titular bedroom I window. Think at the in this time, place. I was like, <laughs> I, I was it. like, this was this was pretty good. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, I think it's not very good now. I don't. I didn't hate it or anything. I just was like, this sucks. <laughs> it. I didn't think it sucked. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, I didn't love it. I, I thought it was pretty fun. I it thought was, it was uh, really well paced. I thought, uh, here's what drives me nuts about this movie. Nothing happens in it. What little actually does take place could have been avoided very early on. Yeah. And so it's like one of those movies that's dependent on the characters just doing exactly the wrong, most dumb thing at any given point, just yeah. so the plot can keep chugging itself along. And then it doesn't even have like a cool twist or anything at the end. Yeah, it's the uh, Ebert idiot plot on like Overdrive. Well, let's discuss, let's go through the plot really quick. We don't need to linger on it too long because there's not much to it. I mean, no, the plot is very yeah. simple. And any, Which any, I like. Any it's chance, like a, yeah. oh, I did enjoy that about it. Any chance that it has the opportunity to be like more labyrinthian than it yeah. should be, it does not take that chance. It's not poorly directed. I mean, you know, Curtis Hans is trying to do like a Hitchcock thing, and it's, you know, it's competently staged. Yeah. Yeah, it's no rear window. All right, so uh, yeah. so Steve motherfucking Gutenberg. The Goot. The, goot. <laughs> the real, we're talking about a real Gutenberg this time, not fake Gutenberg. Like not fake show. Gutenberg. The no, real, not fake Gutenberg, like the guy that printed that Bible. 19, uh, 1987 Steve Gutenberg. Gertenberg. So Gertenberg. we're talking about Primo. Primo Goot. Oh, yeah, he's deep into, or maybe just out of the Police Academy movies. Yes. <laughs> he plays a young uh, yuppie. The first time you see him, he's wearing a tuxedo, just so you know how yuppie she is. He's got, yeah. he's got this, room, this uh, apartment where the titular bedroom window is and uh, he's having an, uh, conducting an affair with his boss's wife played by Isabelle Huppert who's a hard, who's not in very many American movies this is one of her only I am actually handful currently watching movies. another one of her American movies yeah. a little movie called Heaven's Gate yeah. and she is also yeah. a great movie it is really good yeah yeah we're not, we're not here to talk about fucking Heaven's Gate though <laughs> I could go on can we on. talk about Heaven's Gate instead <laughs> no well. it's not called the Heaven's Gate is actually a good movie podcast that's someone else's that's a podcast. good idea let's do that someone else in some other job is Mr. fucking Heaven's Gate <laughs> you're Mr. Bedroom Window alright Isabelle Huppert I'm, I'm, I'm thinking is supposed to be a little bit older than, than the Gutenberg he's she's kind of like prowling for the younger Steve Gutenberg because it's her, it's her husband's you know lackey or she, he works for her husband we don't we don't know the setup we don't know the whole having setup. an affair who you it's, know and she's you know she's naked at the beginning you see Steve Gutenberg's butt you do and you're kind of like damn here we go 
<laughs> Steve Gutenberg. Steve Gutenberg. Steve Glutenberg. Steve Glutenberg. Yes. Oh, come on. I was, I was going to say Steve Buttenberg, but that is not as good. No. No. Steve no. Glutenberg. All right, that's the end of the podcast, everyone. That's the high water mark right there. We can't do any better than that. All right. Anyway, so they're like doing it. And and you get the whole idea. He obviously doesn't. He obviously doesn't want the boss to know about it. Anyways, so he goes into the bathroom naked, mm-hmm. and then like a crime starts happening outside of the titular bedroom window. Yeah. And Isabel Huppert goes, opens the window, sees a dude assaulting uh, a young woman that we later come to find out is played by Elizabeth McGovern, which is. And she is probably, spoiler alert, the reason that I like this movie, because Elizabeth McGovern is fucking awesome in this. Anyways, she's being assaulted it's, by a guy. This is a tough role, because the things that she does are stupid. <laughs> but it, she's so fun in she, it. She's, she's, she's a little firecracker. She's, doing, she's fun, but she's required to do a bunch of dumb things that nobody would do. That like The well, character, that, as they've set her up, would go like, I'm not going to do that. that. She's like a cool, tough chick. She's a cool, tough chick. <laughs> and then she's asked to do this dumb stuff, and then like weirdly fall in love with Steve. But Gilbert yeah, anyway, this guy is assaulting Elizabeth. <laughs> With the government. By the way, yes. the guy who's assaulting her is uh, the same dude who plays Victor Pascal, the uh, the ghost man in Pet Cemetery. Oh, he's a redheaded stepchild, yep. and uh, and he's like assaulting her. And uh, Isabel Huppert sees this and goes like, "Hey, stop it!" And then uh, and then the guy lets her go. She's like, he's cut up her face a little bit, and then he he runs off into the night. And Steve Gutenberg comes out there and is like, "Whoa, what's going on?" After and, I think it's worth pointing out, after like four other people come out. Yeah, to assist her. So, yes. like, she screams, Elizabeth McGovern screams. Uh, and obviously, a lot of people he looks, hear and see this. Yeah, he looks right in the middle at, of, like, a whole apartment complex. Apartment he, complex. he looks up at uh, Isabel Huppert, who's standing naked in the window, in the, yeah. in the bedroom window. Bad guy sees her. Um, it's a, it's actually, like, a really solid setup for a thriller, because then, like, Steve Gutenberg comes out of the bathroom and goes, oh, what's happened? And she's like... <laughs> hey, uh, what happened? And, and she's Steve like, Gutenberg is playing kind of a dumbass. His yeah. character's a dumbass, so and we'll she, be doing that impression. He's like, I through. saw this thing happen, this, this assault, but then... You know, she can't go to the cops because then the cops would know that she was, you know, they would get back to her husband and she's having an affair with this guy. So he goes, ah, you know, it's simple. You just tell me exactly what you saw. I'll tell the cops cops and I'll be the, I'll be the witness. I'll be you. And it's like, that's okay. That's a, that's a classic like Hitchcock setup. Yeah. Um, Although, you know, already there's, there's cracks where, like Matt said, immediately after she screams and the guy runs off like four other people come and go hey we were were also probably witnesses yeah they could have just said we didn't see anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) Steve yeah Steve Gutenberg has this he's he's kind of a dummy like a shallow yuppie but he does seem to have like a a slight modicum of wanting to do the right thing going on his character just sort of gradually as the movie goes along becomes a little bit more substantive at least I feel like that's that's the the thing is like Isabel Huppert is like well it's too bad we can't tell the cops anything and he's like well what if we blah 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 you know Right. Idiot. And it's his fault. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree with him. But. Yeah, but I mean, then later on when they actually do enact this plan, you know, it fucks everything up. Yeah, they should have so just kept their mouth shut. There were four other witnesses. Yeah, and they but they also find out that this guy is doing other, is doing other crimes sure, and successfully yeah, yeah. killing women and stuff. And so they feel like they need to come forward as soon as possible to admit. Yeah, put to, an help end, him, to help them get end. exonerated by their faulty testimony, which is exactly what happens. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. <laughs> Uh, oh, and that, and that is a, definitely a highlight scene in the movie. Um, I kind of do like it when protagonists in movies are are just dummies. Like Steve Gutenberg is a real he's he's an idiot. He's he's a kind of a. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word for it. He, he's like a just a yuppie guy who clearly hasn't had a whole lot go wrong in his life, and so he's privileged. He's privileged. Thank you. Sure. And like when he finally does end up getting uh, going into court. 
to like have have to testify and the and the cops have grilled Wallace him and Shawn like, just demolishes Wallace him Shawn. on the stand. Oh, yeah, he's Shawn the, is he's the, the lawyer the and he's the really defense attorney. Funny. And he, you can tell he just see like as soon as this guy gets on the stand, he's like, "Oh, here we go." Oh man, I was hoping you were going to do a really good Wallace Shawn. <laughs> I mean, uh, let me see if there's any. Wallace let me ask Shawn you a question. Yeah, pretty <laughs> good. I had something that I wanted to ask you. Suffering suck at that. Also, my Richard Dreyfus impression. <laughs> I was in Jaws. <laughs> Quippendorf Stribe. <laughs> uh, indubitably, or whatever his life. Yeah, that's it. Indubitably. Indubitably. From the princess my, husband. My dear princess bride. Yeah. The princess husband. <laughs> and it, Wallace Shawn is only in it for this one scene, but basically steals the whole movie. Like he's just he's having a great time, and he and he's just he's he's basically like one of those lawyers who's like I'm polite and I'm asking you these questions and uh, it's gonna be fine. Now that's, I just have one last question for you. And then and he basically goes like It turns out that you have this new invention called contact lenses in your eyes and did you have those on while you were witnessing this uh, assault Jesus Christ stop <laughs> really it. overdoing the, the lisp <laughs> and uh, and he like make, he like tests his vision yeah. across the room and just humiliates Steve Gutenberg and this is in the same trial where Isabel Huppert is kind of like guiding is trying to guide him along yeah she's in the back yeah, she's, room and she's there I guess she actually I guess the their crime. plan was not. I don't know see this is interesting this is, this is, she's sitting in the back of the courtroom trying to give him signals about what to say and when to say yes or no uh-huh. but he can't fucking see that far yes. at a certain point he does and then he goes i'm gonna ask you to take your well he does have his contacts in he does have his contacts in for most of the court hearings uh, yes. Matt. and then he, he's not he has to take them out and as someone who doesn't yeah, wear glasses he, he's then, wearing then, then he, he, has to she, take them he takes them out and then she's going she like, keeps doing the signaling thing yeah, and well, he can't pick well, up also, on it. basically going like this well also she's got those flags from uh like in top gun so he's so he's met elizabeth mcgovern at some point she couldn't pick the guy out in the lineup and he could he couldn't either because he was like because he didn't actually Not actually he didn't actually see the guy um so then they go to court and he's but she's so yeah uh, for some reason isabel Huppert is there to like help him but it seems like a stupid plan because all it does is that she's there and then she's waving at him essentially like no uh four or i don't know she's yeah she's yeah. trying to signal him somehow then elizabeth mcgovern looks over and sees her and also the killer looks over and sees her and then goes oh i remember her she's the lady i saw in the window and guess i better it. go so, kill her so that's, it's like that's your movie right there so the whole so <laughs> it's, it's all like the, it's, it's like, all there it is like that classic ebert idiot plot which is just everybody acts the way they need to to keep the plot moving yeah it's like because it's like why would she why was she even in court she shouldn't be there she should be steering clear of this guy because she's already having an affair with him and then but then she's like there and like oh i was the i'm gonna help you and you're like why would you you didn't want to even tell the cops just stay home and then because then Later on, she gets <laughs> killed. Well, Steve yeah, Gooden, kills her. Steve because Gutenberg, of this, like, because she showed up in court. This goes very poorly. The cops are really mad at Steve Gutenberg for being such a shitty witness. Yeah. But they're mad at themselves, too, because they did a bad job. Uh, you know, they didn't ask the right questions. And, Someone should have uh, checked up on that, I guess. And so, uh, and so, Steve Gutenberg at this point is going like, "This is." They start turning their attention towards him and thinking that yeah. he might be the actual uh, killer. And he's like, "Isabel Huppert, you really uh, need to just go ahead and come clean on this yeah. because this is getting real bad for me." And she's like, "I, I will not. I'm I am not, not going, going to, to sacrifice my relationship." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Could. She does do that. She real. does go. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. I do. I'm not going to lie and say that she doesn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you've uh, been but, dipping your ladle in my vicious swab for too long. <laughs> Who are you to say no? <laughs> um, my children need wine. My children need wine. But she, but she's like uh, she. Uh, you, you never not. She hasn't been an uh, unlikable character at this point. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not great that she's cheating she's on her not husband. Likable, but them are likable. But at this point, she's That's like, not... I don't. You're gonna have to swing <laughs> Steve Gutenberg because my marriage is more important. Yeah, right. You knew what the deal yeah, was. She doesn't even. Her marriage is not more important. The her money reputation. Yeah, <laughs> Sure, right. Her, her husband's her money situation. is more important than yeah. her marriage. She, if she could get divorced and get all that money, she right. would probably do but that. But this isn't the way to do it. <laughs> no. Uh, well, anyway, it and, doesn't matter because Victor Pascal from Pet Cemetery catches up with her and cuts her right open. <laughs> I like this the fucking scene. opera. I thought this yeah. scene was really something because they're at the opera. Yeah, and, it's a and set it, piece. It's fine. And it's pretty cool. I mean, anytime you got to get all those people on stage, yeah. you got to get all the people in the audience, yeah. and then and like he, he's like signaling for her to come, like, you got to come talk to me. I'm not done talking to you about this situation I, I need you to ruin your life for me so I don't die or I don't go to jail for life or something yeah. and then she gets up and she's like fine and then she kind of like goes into this dark back portion of the theater and the, and the, and the uh, redheaded stepchild killer guy who is, followed Gutenberg there followed Gutenberg there disguised himself as an usher he's an arch criminal this yeah guy. this guy's amazing he's just works, well, he is he's a serial a killer yeah. he works on the docks he's just some dumb redheaded guy no, he's but a it, serial like, killer though. he's a serial killer and he's like turns out he's like a super genius he's excellent he like he kills he's, he's practically the bone collector he kills it yeah can you imagine someone that smart <laughs> he kills isabel Huppert and just sort of like hands her like dying body to steve gutenberg and then slinks off into the shadows he's like bye bye and someone screams the lights come up and it looks like steve yeah, gutenberg lights come up and, and it's gutenberg holding a dead body and instead of and then here's another here's here again is another instance where like instead of him going like okay here's what happened you know and going to the cops right. and going here's what's going on you know, I know this looks bad. He runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like going like, oh shit, this looks bad. And she actually, oh, I'm going to tell you the real truth here. Yep. And maybe it'll sound ridiculous and maybe this won't get me off. But here, but it's, but it's better than me running away. Is it? I don't know if that I qualifies. Think so. If Jerry had just told the lady that he had forgotten what her name was, <laughs> this episode would never have happened. <laughs> These are all like Seinfeld episodes. It seems pretty bad to be already suspected of killing these people and then being then being witnessed. Yeah, but at least he's a got a story. Witnesses. But at I least mean, he's he, got an alibi. That's what I'm for saying. It. He's gonna go to jail, but he could probably talk to these cops, and then that guy that guy's gonna kill again or whatever. And they go, "You're right. You're, you have he this could go weird to jail alibi, for obstruction but, of justice yeah, or yeah. murder. Yeah, cool. I mean, I'm just saying. And instead of that, he runs away like yeah. an idiot. It gets away though, and uh, sure. Well, I mean, the movie's not over yet. Gets away, <laughs> he, he, like this guy's like uh, everyone's being a lot more successful at this stuff than you would think they would. Uh, yeah, he does escape. He escapes, and he escapes to a place where you think the cops would look, which is uh, Elizabeth McGovern's, McGovern's workplace, or yeah. a bar. Yeah, where she works, yeah. which is, by the way, a real bar. It's that, an Edgar Allan Poe theme. I was bar. wondering if that was a real bar. It's a real bar. The, most of this movie was shot in and around a neighborhood in Baltimore. I'm a native Baltimorean, if you yeah. know that, uh, called Mount Vernon. And uh, that's a real bar. It's still open. It's called that's, Edgar's. That's right. One of the movies this uh, this episode was uh, shot in Matt's old stomping grounds, and then one of them was shot uh, where I grew up, and then the other one was not shot in Yakima, where Travis was from. But I did live in L.A. for two years. And so that, so there LA. you go. Anyway. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so Steve Gutenberg runs away at Elizabeth McGovern at this great Edgar Allan Poe-themed bar. That Edgar's. If I, if I ever awesome. go to If I ever go to Baltimore, I'm fucking going there for sure. It's, it's not a great place, but there you go. It's a real I'm place. I'm sure it's not a great place, but <laughs> I mean... It's funny, too, because you see you don't see the outside. Like, you see inside, and there's that neon Edgar Allan yeah. Poe thing, and I'm like, oh, they're at Edgar's. Mm-hmm. It's cool. <laughs> 
There was, I think there you see the outside, there's a big sign that says Edgar's. And oh, I was, was like, oh, yeah. I'm Edgar's. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and then sure enough, there's a big fucking neon Edgar Allan Poe in there. So at this point, uh, it's it's like these two crazy kids that yeah. they, and they gotta they gotta solve the crime themselves. Well, you know, also the, we didn't. The cops don't know what's going on. Earlier, Steve Gutenberg had followed the killer to another place, and he watched him like stalk this blonde woman, and because yeah. he he's playing junior detective this yeah, whole fucking movie. He has. And so and so yeah, that, he watched him track another victim. What happens is got that himself spotted as a he got him yeah exactly. So the, that's yeah. why they think he may be the because he was last he was at this bar and he like made a huge uh, mess. Oh, and just, this cocktail waitress remembers him, but nobody remembers. Remembers this ghost the killer. Yeah. yeah, just to call just to call back the mo of the uh, of the killer, and this is uh, this is pretty stupid, but I still think it's fun. Is the mo of the killer is that he sees ladies do, he sees ladies At doing work, slutty doing stuff, the, and then yeah. he's like, "Ooh, I don't like that," and he kills. No, him she cause, was because he goes because he's at this he's at this yeah. bar and there's and this lady does this amazing like drunk lady dance routine yeah. where she's like a dancer clearly, and yeah. she's and she's like grinding on dudes and getting on tables and dancing around, and everyone's going, "Yeah." Wow! Because <laughs> like, holy shit! Yeah, that happens. It's really something. And the other thing about his mo is that it it also requires that ladies do this thing that I am not sure that they do or did ever, which is that they have left their wallet open on the table. <laughs> and he goes over and he goes over and goes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, uh huh. And he takes a little peek at it and then he knows where they live. Got it. Uh, it happens. It happens. How did that happen? What? So how did he find Elizabeth McGovern? Did she do a slutty dance? Well, yes, she talks yeah. about it. She talks about it when that when she finds. Looks up with Gutenberg. Oh, like, okay. I was. It was a birthday party. It oh, was that's right. Birthday that's party. Right. And, I forgot about that. Okay. And he kissed me, and I kissed back, and I don't know. She basically just made out with the boss. You she know. didn't do anything quite as flamboyant as this amazingly elaborate no. like, three minute dance. But session. she did leave her wallet open on the she table. Probably left her wallet no, I, open. I guess in this case he just followed Maybe her he home because he was attacking her on the street, right. which normally the other killings were at the apartment of the people because he like had this whole mo where he put something in the. Right. So the her him following her was almost seems like he just seems logical. I hadn't I hadn't killed anybody in a minute, so yeah. I needed to. I think he kill. I think he doesn't kill her, and then they like he killed someone else that same night. Oh right, <laughs> that's near, right. I believe nearby. that's right. Yeah. yeah. But both the other killings like follow some serial killer mo, and hers is just like he like tackled her on the street and was like I'm gonna kill you for that kissing your boss in front of all of these in front of all these <laughs> residential buildings in these bright street lights uh, <laughs> oh bad idea yeah, well, so got away with it almost. So they've got his, so they've got his <laughs> mo, and uh, and the, and the, so she's they send uh, Elizabeth McGovern to a bar to uh, draw him out by doing. Well, some... no, no, no. There's a whole. There's way more to it than that. Like well, he, he hooks up with with Elizabeth McGovern. Yeah, well, she says yeah. she comes out and does this weird thing where she's like, "I didn't, uh, I wasn't ready until now, but I I've got I, the I think line. I am. If you, uh, if you, ever, oh, you got ever it. since that night, I haven't been able to do certain things. Yeah, they bone tonight. I think I could. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then they bone, and then she she like sits she's down. She's known starts, this guy for like they five start minutes. making it on the couch, and this is she's weird... known this guy for a few minutes, and he's the guy that got her killer exonerated, it's Steve Gutenberg, her attacker. Look at him, Steve Gutenberg, <laughs> and she starts making out with him yeah, on the I couch, and no. she's like, "Do you want to move to the bed?" And he's like, "The couch is fine. I don't know. It's like a weird, I don't <laughs> yeah, know why that fun. needed to be in there. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't want. Now to move you know to the they fucked on the couch. <laughs> the uh, couch is fine, and maybe that was because they were like. We don't have a bedroom set. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> we already, we only had one bedroom we window don't have set. A, we don't have a bedroom set that's different from the other one, so just say the couch so is people fine. People will want to know why they're not in the bedroom, <laughs> so say the couch is fine. Yeah. And we're covered. All right. We're covering well, our bases this, here. This is a classy encounter here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they dress her up in like a costume. 
to go to this uh, this dockside. It's bar. supposed to be like a sexy lady costume, and she looks like well, she it's, looks it's, like a mannequin in a window. There's it's two awful. phases of it, though. There's two parts because she comes in and it's a and it's a very like. One, it's a very cute but conservative. It's pink very dress. conservative with and these huge in, shoulder pads. She's a, she's in a scumbag like uh, like dock workers yeah. bar, and they're all like, "Woo!" They're doing a whoa. Yeah. They're, they're whoa, whistling at it like, "Ooga!" Hamana 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 hamana. Hubba hubba. They're the they're the construction workers and from she, Futurama. Guy. And she's laying it on. She's like, "Hey, fellas," you know, like that yeah. sort of thing with a weird wig on too. And it, she, she has a, she weird has a wig. wig on. That's right, because yeah. the guy might recognize her. Otherwise. Yeah, exactly. And and the guys there, the, the red headed stepchild is at the bar and he's and he's like oh, I don't like her because she's sexy or something and then uh, and then at a certain point she starts to play pool with a recognizable character actor do you remember his name the big guy who's like you want to see you can play some pool with me oh, it's fuck. not Mike Starr is it I can't remember. I don't remember Either who it is now. I don't remember this. You'd recognize him. <laughs> so somebody um, else look it up. We forget. And at yeah. this point, when she starts to play pool, she takes off the dress and has a re- and has a revealing like, like re- yeah, like, that's right, sexy like a, a sexy quote unquote sexy outfit underneath. Yeah. It's kind of like black leather and yeah. and like tight and stuff. And then they were like, humana 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 woo woo ahuga. Again, and, uh, they, they all do it again. It's weird. <laughs> they do it again, and then they start playing pool, and she's being very like uh, she's being very publicly yeah. sexual and stuff to kind of draw this guy out. Meanwhile, Steve Gutenberg's waiting outside in a car, uh, and then a truck a truck pulls up in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> And Parks is like, "Hey, oh, hey, oh, can you can you move? Oh, jeez, I don't know what to do here." It's <laughs> well, the, the plan so he can't the plan see the really, bar. The, also, though, he could just move his car, but he doesn't do that. No, the plan just, really goes all sorts of wrong. <laughs> it's pretty, it, oh, in, goes, a, in a in a very amusing way. I it thought. goes all sorts of wrong in ways where you're like, "Why was this not avoidable?" <laughs> <laughs> she's she ends up she's like, "Okay, I feel like I've finished tempting him, so I'm gonna get in my car and drive away." And yeah. now it's and now we wait for him to come find me. And then Goot's supposed then to follow Gutenberg, him, but he's he's gonna go he's gonna go to the, the uh, payphone. To the, to the payphone, and Hector Salamanca is in the payphone. <laughs> Ace Ventura's landlord, Mister Shikadance, <laughs> is in the Mark Margolis. Mark Margolis is in the phone booth, and he's like, "Oh, can I use that phone for a second? He's like, "I'm trying to get rent from Ventura right now. I can't." Well, he calls him a geek. Yep. And he's like, get away, this geek. And then yeah. he ends up like getting in a fucking fist fight with Hector Salamanca. <laughs> well, that's, that's why he's in the chair now with the bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The plan is not going then well. Then cops show up. Uh, cop, some cops show up because they get called because there's a big fracas going on at this uh, phone booth. Fracas. And then and then he and then Steve Gutenberg steals a cop car because <laughs> he's like trying to go. Well, you got to get to this lady. She's gonna get killed. And then he's like, I'm just gonna steal. Oh, this. Oh, no. And then he just steals. He steals a fucking cop car. Uh, yeah. There's a great there's a great line in here where he's like using the cop radio to like get the yeah. cops to like go to the place where to go to her apartment where it's she's. Like, about to be assaulted and she's like uh you're not this isn't how it's supposed to go <laughs> or she's or he's like i stole this police car and now send police yeah. after me and send them to this this and address she's like, Whoever this this is, get off this police radio this is for police business she's only like, this is a police frequency and he goes listen bitch i know this is a police frequency i just stolen a police car and just randomly <laughs> calls shit, lady what do i sound like i'm ordering a, a pizza that's a pretty good line that's a pretty funny Guess line. You fucking dalmatian <laughs> 
anyway, then what happens? He gets there and stops the guy. He's stolen a cop car. He gets know. there and he, and, he fight, and he fights with the guy and uh, ends up like he, like the guy's driving away in his truck and he's like on the truck. It's like a whole he's, little car full on action hero action type scene kind of. And he stops him and and then and then every, everything's fine and the cops are like, I guess we were wrong about you and you guys were right. But at one point, I do, they, a, do they arrest him or they kill him? Uh, they arrest him. They don't arrest they? him. I think they yeah, arrest yeah, him. They Fucking arrest him. Boring. He gets like knocked. He gets like knocked out at the end or something. But one, of the, but one of the cops said something that I the thought cops was like makes a hilarious joke at Steve Gutenberg's expense at the end too. What is he? I can't remember what, but he's just like joking about like you know he's like acting real serious like. We're gonna have to lock you up for this and this and this. And he's oh like, yes, and he's he like, does. oh no. And then he goes, he's <laughs> <and he> goes <laughs> like, just kidding. You're like, you should lock him. He's like, you're, you're, pro- right? you're probably gonna do 12 years for obstruction of yeah. justice. <laughs> and then he's like, what? And then he goes, ah, just kidding. But then he goes, get a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so like, probably not 12 years, but. So you did fuck up. He should do some jail time. He should do some jail time. One of the, one of the, cop talks, one of the cops is talking to uh, Gutenberg and Elizabeth McGovern, and he says, "You're lucky it turned out all right. <laughs> you, you both are. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. This wasn't the best plan of all time. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah. And there's no plot twist or anything. Like, no, it's. The I, guy. I kept waiting for. I mean, like, oh, pl- it turns out they were gaslighting him the whole time. You're like, it was all a setup or something. I mean, no. when, when uh, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like how straightforward it is. I just think it's not very good it's like my th- that was my i remembered it being good and then when i rewatched it i was like this it's is not, not good. very good it's it's like well like the set pieces are all pretty well done curtis hansen you know is still getting his chops but he knows what he's doing yes he like knows you know so it's like okay like you know and the setup is like a perfect setup for when he's but it's just kind of like it doesn't really everything seems a little flat and everybody's a fucking idiot everything, in it everything is a little flat in it yeah. yeah and i think even his direction is flat because there's way yeah. too many just like simple two people talking in a boring ass room where nothing's going <laughs> on and it's just like shot reverse shot shot it's like there's no style to it at all no like even for a guy who's like a solid carpenter yeah. there's really nothing going on here like i was telling you about that courtroom scene which is right. driving me fucking crazy because there's all these shots of like wallace sean talking to steve gutenberg on the stand and the shots are like wallace sean is real real small on the left hand of this scope frame and most of the frame is taken up by like the back of steve gutenberg's head <laughs> i'm sitting there going like, what the fuck am i looking at it's not even well photographed it's our problem with the uh the born the born movies yeah what the fuck the why born, is there the, a guy the born editing where it's like really quick and all of a sudden for like three seconds there's a, a blurry shot of part of a computer screen and a uh, out of well, focus guys like well we got him on southeast, out of focus, uh, southeast union street right now <laughs> guys what shoulder and you're like on why am i looking at this at all why yeah. did this why how did this make the cut i <laughs> well, know that you put well, this like, in a blender and you did I like that, those born movies and i like this too so <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> i'm not saying i'm the, going to bed for bedroom window I'm, I'm not saying the born movies are bad just that uh sometimes you go like what is what is i how did don't this, agree how did this shot are we, are we are we making some choices here, or is it just what we got? Yeah, Travis is going to bat for uh, for bedroom window and Jason Bourne, <laughs> and I don't believe those movies are ever incomprehensible. <laughs> They're not incomprehensible. No, no, it's just it's just poor shot. No, I, I get annoyed by it too. Sometimes. Did you watch Jason Bourne? It sucks. No, no, no. Every, literally, everyone told me that sucks. <laughs> so so there was, there's no reason okay. to watch it anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. As to the whole like the plot seeming like it's going to be more than it is, there is a scene earlier on where he's talking to his boss, who is his mistress's, you know, yeah, husband. Yeah. Bad. This is real sticky wicket, yeah. and the, and the boss has a gun, and the boss is constantly being like uh, intimidating because you know he's just a weird the, prick. He's a weird prick, and but his boss is like holding this gun, and he's like, "Hey, I got this gun here. You want to hold this gun?" And you're yeah. like, "So he can have the fingerprints right, exactly. on it." Yeah. And this is what I was saying uh, to my friend when I was watching. I was like, "Oh, so the boss is going to be creating the nope. nope, nope, absolutely not." Yeah, I mean the it's only not complex. The only thing at all. close to a twist is when like you know they think they think he might be the guy. And then Isabel Huppert gets murdered, 
And right. it's like, it's I didn't like, see that okay, coming. so that's like, okay, there's, but it, other, that just sort of leads the character to go to a different woman who he almost right. gets I was murdered. waiting for her to not be actually dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, something like that. Anything. No, there's no twists. It's, it's a plot that like from like a movie from like 1930 or something where movies just hadn't been around that long. And they're like, how about innocent people witnessing a murder? And that's it. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, that's it. Uh, but I, but I don't know. I felt like it moved quickly, and I liked a, I liked Gutenberg and Elizabeth McGovern in it. I don't know. It was, it was over pretty was quick. Fun. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't as, not too long. It wasn't too long. I I, I got a kick out of it. But <laughs> well, I, but you guys had seen it before, and this was your second watching, and maybe this is the kind of movie that absolutely should not be watched more than once. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it had been it had been apart. over a decade since I'd watched it, so it was like I'd forgotten most of it. I I just remembered I'd remembered liking it. That was like my memory of it was like I liked this movie. <laughs> And then for some reason, yeah. And then I watch it and go like, I'm not sure exactly why. I guess because it was an hour and a half long. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I have uh, I have just two quotes. It's not mm. a particularly sleazy movie. No. But there's a part when Elizabeth McGovern and uh, Steve uh, Gutenberg are talking about the killer and his motivations, and Steve Gutenberg Steve Gutenberg goes, "Hmm, something that would excite a normal guy gets him angry." And she goes, "Maybe he gets excited too, but he wants to kill." And they're talking excited by excited. They mean sexually excited. And oh. Then, and then, and then Steve Gutenberg yeah. goes, "What a guy!" <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Some and kind then of cycle over here. And then at one point, when Elizabeth McGovern has their sexy outfit on and she's trying to like be sexy around uh, yeah. the dock workers at the bar, she, she's talking to the guy she's playing pool with, Mari Chaykin. Mari Chaykin, thank you. And uh, she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Smooth stroke is the key to more than just this game." And then he like hits the pool ball all the way across the room oh. because it was so sexy. What she said. <laughs> Uh, ratings. Uh, ratings. I'm going two juds. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, two yeah. juds. Two juds. Like a Douglas and a half. Oh, come on. Yeah, there's what? naked. There's a naked lady in it. That's not it sleazy. Is, it is pretty not sleazy, even though yeah. there's nudity in it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and um, oh boy, I don't know. Five. Five Wallace Shawns. I don't know. I just was totally <laughs> indifferent to this movie. Nice. Okay, I'm giving it three. I think if there, if they, if ever there was a three Judd movie, this is the one. It's not, it's not doing a whole lot, but it it got itself over with quick, and I was seldom bored, and I liked the two main characters. I mean, that's that's three Judds as far as I'm concerned. Two, two, God, probably considering there is a certain amount of nudity in this, it's surprisingly only like a two very Douglas. little nudity. Well, I mean, she's full on naked, and I don't know. You get those glutens. Gluten, 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 glutes, gluten, That's what we all come. For. That's what we all came to this movie for. <laughs> Check out that dash. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's like two Douglases somehow. It's it's uh, not that's, particularly that's sleazy. sleazy. It's just yeah. got some nudity in it. In- yeah. Interesting. And uh, I'm gonna give it one pool ball flying across the room because mm. of sexiness. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, yeah two. I'm gonna give it two and a half Juds only because I like Steve Gutenberg so much. There's an extra half for for wow. the for the goot, the Guten good factor. Will. Good the will. Goot, the Guten Goot will. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Be sorry to see this Gutenberg movie over with. Goot will hunting. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, a Douglas and a half. 
because it's it's like I the, the you know for the nudity, but it's like way up front. That's just like that one scene, and then it's really like not sleazy. And when Elizabeth McGovern is doing her old sexy thing, it's not. It's like a pretend thing, and it's, it's not like actually quotes, sexy quotes or sexy. sleazy. Yeah, like the and way the, the other lady sexy dance is like what the fuck. She's not. Yeah, and that's it's like, really funny. and that's not, and she's not not like sexy in the movie. Don't get us wrong. She's just the whole thing is that she's supposed to be like sort of this like tomboy almost and then she's playing sexy and it's like we're really have really, any of you really ever weird. been in a place where a woman gets drunk and gets up on the bar and starts doing a sexy yeah dance? i've seen stuff like that it doesn't look as uh um, well not only does it not look like that but after about three seconds the bouncer comes over is like okay honey get uh, that right, off the bar right, that's enough <laughs> not in baltimore yeah, right. it's fun not, if you fall not for this baltimore thing, murder land we're not having another lawsuit uh and i'm gonna give it uh two out of two open wallets on the bar top <laughs> <laughs> the coveted two out of two open wallets on the bar rating. I'm gonna call this the bad room when don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not getting. Be- I'm not gonna get better than that. No, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try. You're successful for God's sake. Try to relax and enjoy it. Let him go. I think I told you to take a hike. Why didn't you? You know that voice that you uh, <laughs> tells you what to do sometimes. Guess I listened to her today. <laughs> I'm like that, and I always listen to it. Bad influence. More than anything else in the world, what do you want? All he ever wanted was a bigger piece of the good life. Uh, all right. All right, moving on Jumping to ahead. 1990s bad influence. An actual, this was his next movie after this, yes, actually. An actual sleazy movie. An actual sleazy movie. Relatively sleazy, yes. And sleazy. I, uh, I gotta say, I did like, I'd did. i seen this one before, too. I'd seen all these movies before. This is the first time, I think, on this podcast where I'd seen all three of the movies. And uh, I, I, did, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this one again, too. I thought uh, this was mildly more entertaining than Bedroom Window, but still terrible. This movie <laughs> is entertaining, but sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why right off the bat. I David Coop. Well, that's gonna, definitely one of the main reasons. But it sucks because Rob Lowe fucking sucks in it, and he's supposed to be like <laughs> he's really bad. He, this is a movie where his character needs to be. He need you need, yeah. you need to be like really I want to be that guy. Yes. Well, here's, his whole character is contingent on being charming and seductive and, and handsome. He's definitely handsome. He's got that, but he's suck, he can't yeah. play this character. My uh, when we were we were watching it, I didn't. This was not. This is not my review. This is my girlfriend's review. Afterwards, we watched it, and she went. Uh, I was like, "What do you, you think?" And she goes, "Well, it lacked purpose." <laughs> and that was not. There's. I I enjoyed it too. I probably gave this. I probably give this like. Uh, you know, it was like three star movie. I like. I like enjoyed it, but I was like, "Yeah, it's." There's not. There's really, really not much to it. When well, you, once you get to the end, you're kind of like, "Oh, so oh, it's oh, so it's so it's done." I mean, it's both of these it's movies have club. that in common. It's Fight Club. If you thought Tyler Durden wasn't that interesting, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and was actually just a and was a guy. real guy, yeah, wasn't like, <laughs> and, and had, wasn't like and his had, imaginary friend, and had literally no mo at all, right? No fight, mo in Fight or, Club. But, he's or like, agenda, yeah. In Fight Club, he's like, "We're getting together, Project Chaos, and we're gonna stick it to this." Well, Rob think, Lowe's just going around. I think that's doing the shit. that's the lax purpose is what I think which right. is because it's like, it's like, like Fight, Club, Fight Club is like about a guy who convinces this other guy that he should be a terrorist essentially and this movie is about a guy who's a bad influence and he makes him do stuff and then and he steals it. his it's, stuff it's, and then yeah. he does nothing. That's the thing. It starts and, out as like, it's about this guy's like thwarted masculinity and how he's going to like learn how to like, you know, like assert himself and be a tougher guy and you're like, I guess that's what it's about and then by the end it's like, who gives a shit? What yeah. Happened? Rob, that's, yeah Rob that's literally has, all no it's design. about. That's it. Yeah. There's no design to what he's doing. A lot of these other, because you could say no. it's similar to like a um, no, he's hand, really hand that rocks the cradle this. or what, what have you or like this uh, a mastermind is, but she has a thing that she, she has right, a she goal in mind and Rob Lowe's just like, I don't know, I'm going to fuck 
with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was fun. I hope he doesn't kill me. It's very <laughs> at some I, point. I find it. I thought it was really stylishly made, and it starts off well with that like uh, that scene where he Roblo's leaving this woman's house, and he's like throwing out all the photos of him, and you're oh, yeah. like, oh, this guy's like disappearing himself, and he throws it in the garbage truck, and it's like really well well done. The you're very like, opening, man. Scene. This is so mysterious, and you're like, man, this guy is gonna be a fucking bad influence right. on the, somebody. Yes. The very opening you know? scene, boobs. Like that's like <laughs> that's the first even, shot. It might even be the first shot is just like a pair of boobs. You're like, wow. Okay. Well, what's, and what's the lady? What's that? What's it credit? What's her the character's name? Oh, in the credits, uh, it's just naked woman. Yeah, yeah. I, took a, I credits, took a picture of the credits because it was like in order of appearance. And, yeah, and the first character, the first character, naked, naked woman. woman. <laughs> Good character number two, Rob Lowe. So this is not a movie that's going to pass the Bechdel naked test, woman. by the way. Uh, yes. It's it's that kind of movie, very much so. And I mean, you know, so it. it well, anyway, James Spader plays his yeah. milk toast corporate lawyer yuppie. or something another, another like yuppie. that. Another yuppie. Yep. Yeah, and he's what he's uh, engaged to a woman whom he does what not want to marry. In a, he works in a business, and he's there's some, it's like computer stocks. He doesn't want to. There's a woman he doesn't want to marry, and then there's a guy who's like got one over on him at work. Right. He's like a real. Yeah, he's got uh, he's an a enemy. Real, he's he's got a real weasel enemy at work. He's a, he's a real male. drip as some uh, he's a soy boy beta cut. Soy boy beta. He's actually cuck. called a drip by a woman in this movie. Oh my god! Great. Who that drip? Never mind him. Well, I'll yeah. show her. And this pathetic drip has this gorgeous woman who wants to desperately wants to marry him and have children with him. And for some so, like, fucking reason. Although she's like she's presented in so a, pathetic. She's presented in a way that's like she's not presented like as awful, but like that she's she's like well we can't do the wedding then. How about no, no October's no right. good for me. How about she's no, in charge. She's presented in this way that's like she's, yeah she's got him over totally yeah yeah and also like he's uh, whipped. yeah he's whipped by this woman who doesn't seem like very interesting either you and know. he and he like hates her yeah and he he actively does. And this is a woman him. that she's Weird. like, he's supposed to marry, and they live separately. They're getting married in like a month or something, it seems like. And she's in two, she's in two scenes yeah. in the entire well, movie. Yeah. <laughs> the movie is not interested in the female characters <laughs> no. at all. Um, so then what happens? So James Spader like has this whole, whole shit, this thing at work where some file gets lost or some some MacGuffin gets lost and this other guy's responsible so he's like upset and his he's having ulcers so he goes to the bar and he's drinking at this bar which is what you do when you have ulcers you start doing shots <laughs> yeah I know that's the best thing I mean I think it's ulcers he's having some stomach pains anyway was, I don't know if you start drinking whiskey or whatever he's got I don't know um, he, what uh, is this before or after he goes jogging? No, this is before he goes jogging because he goes to this bar and he's at this bar. This woman like is there, kind of. He's she's kind of like, like talking to him. him. Some other tough guy comes up and is like, "Hey, what are you, what are you talking to my lady or something?" You think these characters are going to come back at some point? But yeah, I thought this was also part of like one of Rob Lowe's no. those schemes. So just so you know, this but Rob Lowe is not that organized. This isn't cool because then what happens <laughs> is that this guy comes in, and then uh, Rob Lowe like comes in and like yeah, this, this guy's, guy's going to fight about James to wail on James Spader and Rob Lowe basically saves him he's like get yeah. the fuck out of here get I'll, the kick fuck out here. I'll kick your ass and i'm a badass and then and then spader kind of like recovers himself yeah. and then looks around and he's gone yeah he's jogging around i think he like lives in venice beach or something like that and he's jogging around he sees him later on also probably conning another person because then rob lowe does that he saves him and then james spader stands up puts his glasses back on and he's gone yeah, yeah. Ooh, rob lowe's gone and then mysterious. he also doesn't he like lose his wallet yeah, because he leaves his wallet well, there. Well, he left it open on the table like an Rob idiot. Roblo, I think, is <laughs> so, implied that he took it. It's a real problem with these Curtis Hansen yeah, characters. Right? They're always leaving their wallets open <laughs> yeah, on the bars. Yeah. Hold Maybe on, let me, a... just put, let me just open my wallet up on this bar so I don't forget Then there's that part in the River Wild where Meryl Streep leaves her wallet out on the rapids. Yeah, uh, someone finds geez. it floating down the rapids. It's weird. Steals her identity. <laughs> it's the end credit stinger. <laughs> it's really weird. Since Thanos gets it. And yeah. Spoilers uh, for that. Uh... <laughs> 
anyways, he's he's jogging he's jogging down uh, the boardwalk and he sees Rublo. He's like, hey, just wanted to thank you for the thing. Let's for helping some, me. Uh, let's go get some drinks. He's, and and they become like friends immediately, pretty quick. Immediately, and, yeah. and and Rublo immediately is talking to him in ways that nobody would like. But I but it, because his character is supposed to be like irresistibly charming, Spader like it's like a very much a Tyler Durden sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But like because he's he's going like uh, Spader tells him about he's like there's this guy at my job and and he's, he's totally fucking me over and I'm, I, at one point when I was watching this I did a bang up Spader I don't think I'm gonna get it back it's again it's not happening right now but uh but he uh and he tells him about this guy who's trying to destroy him at his at his workplace and then and then Roblo's like well how about we do a I know we, we do a toast to this guy your enemy at work and he's like oh, I don't want to do that and he's like no no toast the guy you know every, he's, he's doing his best he's, he's fighting for it and yeah, I respect him so toast him and he's like he's all right, okay. and he goes to, to Lawrence or whatever, and then he goes, "What kind of man are you to toast your enemy?" <laughs> Doesn't he knock the drink out of his hand <laughs> or something? Maybe. He's like he's real mean to him. Known this guy sl- for no, he like slaps him less than an hour. He fucking at this slaps point. him and Does goes, "What kind him? of fucking man are you to?" to toast your enemy and Spader, inst- Spader instead of going like holy shit okay bye yeah is like yeah you got a good point yeah I am kind of a drip you might be right <laughs> what can I do <laughs> let's do better well, let's go kill him uh, and so they're hanging out and they go they go to like uh, one of the interesting tropes of this movie I thought was that Rob Lowe is always taking Spader to like artsy places yeah, yeah. I guess that's the opposite of yuppie, or it's what was it, dangerous. 19, 1990, I guess it was supposed to be, yeah, it was supposed it's to be, It's supposed like to be cool. Dangerous yeah, he first and cool. He takes him like, to, like, a band, like, his band called The Nymph is playing, and they're, like, yeah. cool or whatever. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's like, it's like uh, you know, somebody read uh, Less Than Zero five years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what they think L.A. nightlife is like now. But the seedier side of it. Cause sure, like the seedier the, side, but it's still, like, everything looks like Kate Manolini and Heat. You know, it's, like, one, one neon blue blue line yeah. somewhere and some glass <laughs> tables and no art on the walls <laughs> and and like uh for all i like know that's what it fucking euro looked trash. like in la in 1990 <laughs> stylish euro trash What's everywhere he saying? You he's go. like you can live in my husband's my boy where my her ex-husband's dead tech euro trash house if you want to everything looks like the guy's dead tech euro trash house <laughs> uh what a year 1990 mm. it was all coming to an end there anyways he's hanging out uh, so so Rob Lowe somehow these weird moves that Rob Lowe makes uh, uh, appeal to James Spader yeah somehow and, uh, and I don't know if this is the next night or or like Rob Lowe just disappears this night too right and then he hooks up with him again later. It doesn't matter. Like the point is, at a certain point, he's becoming a very to, bad influence on this guy. He's becoming right? a bad influence on him. They're doing drugs, and and at a certain point, uh, Rob Lowe comes over to his to his yuppie apartment, and they take uh, this this arty girl. Yeah, and uh, and, oh, they, yeah, and, yeah. and Rob Lowe's been pretending to be a Frenchman with this terrible accent. And uh, but he's also told this girl that James Spader's wife died recently, and he's like, "You can use that to get in her pants or whatever." And yeah. Spader's like, that, "Okay, good idea." Spader's not sympathetic at all. But no, at but any he point in this. he doesn't. He gets also he's recently bought a camcorder for some reason. Yes, they they have this camcorder. Oh, there's his brother because his brother Dwight Schrute shows up at some point. <laughs> yes, and his, and his like. It's, it's not, not Dwight Schrute, Schrute, but it looks just like it's him. some actor. Who, if he looked, he when he sh- as soon as he showed up, I'm like, I know this isn't, I know this isn't Rain Wilson, but this guy is fucking Dwight Schrute. He's been, he's, he's been in a million things, but the thing I always remember him from is he's uh he's Bruce Campbell's like nerdy sidekick on Briscoe County Junior. Oh wow. yeah, okay, <laughs> good pull. Anyway, uh, that's yeah. the first time I remember seeing him, and I've always remembered him remember from that. His brother Dwight Schrute shows up and is like, "Why did you buy a video camera?" And he's like, "I don't know." Because he's just like, it's like the whole thing is that he's because I was like, in sex lives and video. I have money and I can buy these things. I guess. 
that's making me happy. That's the whole. That's one of yeah. the sort of yeah. one of the themes of the movie is like. And his just, brother's like a coke fiend or something. His brother he's has a, been. Stoner. His brother actually there's like there's like a, he's got a drug problem and he's a stoner. There's a, now. The way the way his brother is introduced is there's a whole scene where he comes over and then he's talking to him and you know they're brothers but it's he's really clumsily introduced as his brother because he goes he's like. Do you want some money? He goes, oh, I'm not only here for money. Hey, look, I'm your brother. He does that line that says, I'm your brother, which nobody in real life ever says. Right. There's a better t- time later on when he could have introduced himself as his brother. Or that he does. He t- tells Rob Lowe he's his brother. <laughs> it's weird. But then there's a whole subplot where Rob Lowe goes, he doesn't need a brother anymore. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's yeah, got me now or something but like he, that. Because uh, he was, he was in jail. Yeah. There's a there's a whole thing. You don't know why. And I'm like, that's pretty, that's like, that's like interesting character. Not that I want to know, but that's an interesting, like, oh, okay, so this character was in jail and He's pretty good, like the, the brother character. I love. I ended up liking him at the end. He yeah. ends up being oddly heroic. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, one of the more interesting parts of the movie. Yeah, because uh, he's, he's very like, he's very washed out. He's just sort of like, oh, okay. Uh. He's he's kind of like a cross between Dwight, Dwight Schrute and uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you look really sexy. He's like this Spader. is. Yeah. <laughs> You're my brother. Like this That's is what happened. Me. This is what happened to Scotty after he went to prison for something that happened. Jeez. After Boogie Nights, you know, well, you know that lost, guy went to prison. Lost ninety pounds. I guy went to prison, or yeah, exactly. He lost all that weight, and he's, his car, his car got him. You know, his nevis car. And he's just got his brother. This is you never met this guy, his brother in Boogie Nights, but this is him. <laughs> it's James Spader. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, so Spader like falls under Rob uh, Rob Lowe's bad influence very quickly and easily, and at a certain point, immediately. Uh, so uh, Rob Lowe brings this arty uh, lady that they meet at the concert yeah. over to his house, and then videotapes them fucking. Wait, so doesn't he, but doesn't he like he's got this whole story about how he's gonna try to get Spader to to to, to fuck this girl? Yeah. But then doesn't he just go to the girl and go like, "Hey, don't why don't you fuck him instead of me?" And she's pretty like, much. "Okay, pretty much." And then she and then Spader James wakes Spader's up like in the morning, out drunk or yeah. something, and so he wakes up on the couch to Rob Lowe watching a videotape of him fucking this lady, yeah. and Rob Lowe greets he goes, him. He, by he goes, by "You make a weird face when you come." That's what he says <laughs> to so him. And Spader is oddly like not off put by this. He's kind of like, "Oh, well, I gotta go to work or <laughs> something like that." And this guy's like, influence is working on. On him. Yeah. He's a bad influence, guys. It's a bad influence. So, I'm telling you, get it together, James. So, <laughs> well, what, what happened? Well, then, know. then a bunch of stuff happens. There's not much of a plot to it. No. Just, well, it, then, Ben Roblo is at this point. He's still in sort of Tyler Durden mode, where he's trying to like free James Spader from the shackles of his crappy masculinity. Yeah. So then there, there's like an engagement party or some yep. party at the fiance's parents, rich parents' house. Yeah. And uh, Rob Lowe shows up pretending to be, is this where he's pretending to be the shitty Frenchman again? Yeah. He's pretending to be he's some like... He's doing a different accent. Francois. He's doing some accent or something. I he's don't know. He's pretending to be some other, some other smooth-talking yeah. guy. And he... Brings the videotape of uh, Spader fucking this other girl and, he, and he, plays it for the whole party right. in front of the fiance. And he Incredible. goes, "Oh, we in front of her, in front of her parents. More yeah, importantly, in front of her parents too. In yeah. the scene because her dad. You recently there was a scene before that where the dad's like, oh, hey, you're great, and uh, you're gonna marry my daughter and stuff.' And then right after that, he's like, yeah, I'm just chasing him around like it's a. Yeah. It's played like for like real, real high comedy. And it's also like a thing where it is that is this is in the movie doesn't question this as a bad thing. It this is like only a good thing that this happened. Yeah. 
hand to well, him. Well, Spader, Spader is like mad for like a second, yeah. and then Rob Lowe's like, "Will you forgive me?" And then he goes like, "You know what? Forgive you? Thank you. Yeah. I needed, I needed you to ruin." He's my been, life. he's been extricated from his prison. At this yes, point. exactly. Yep. Then they go to a party. He sees that uh, that art art lady, the artsy lady there again. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of liking each other now, and he's just freed from his from his yes. awful ball and this, chain. This so. night, this is the night. So they go to this party, and then he starts doing coke. Yep, bad influence. Mm. And then he's in, and so he, he, sees, really he sees this girl, hangs out with this girl, and he's getting drunk and doing coke. And then they end up like driving around and fucking robbing, robbing convenience, convenience stores. stores. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> they do they do the same fucking scene from Fight Club yeah. where he puts a gun to the guy's head. He's like, "What are you doing with your life?" You know, yeah. like they do the whole scene. He even like takes I mean, his this, ID. Obviously, and this stuff, is maybe? years before, but yeah, he yeah. takes the guy's ID. I mean, I have a feeling that uh, Chuck Palahniuk has watched yeah. he had watched, bad, watched, watched bad influence and went, "Ooh, but what if?" It's just so interesting to me. That like whether, whether by design or by accident, he's from, he's from Portland. Like, that's what they whether by design or by accident, these movies are very similar up until a point where bad influence just stops being about anything at all. Right. Yeah. Well, it's all, well, I mean, it's it's only literally just about that. Yeah. It's yeah. like literally about the title, which is that he's a bad influence. You see Rob then, toying with his life, and you're sort of like, this is this is part of some sort of plan, right? No, he's just he's toying just with dick. his life. I mean, he has what no happens, plan. What happens is then he like Rob Lowe like steals his stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if that's to like teach him a lesson. Well, he, that's not the only thing he. He does in the apartment. Right, right, we're not there yet. Something we're not done becomes, yet. We're not something done Something becomes the last straw. Here's what becomes the last straw, because he wakes up from this uh, yeah. unbelievably epic bender where they were fucking robbing convenience stores. He sees, like, the all the cash that they stole on the ground of his apartment, yeah. and he's like, yeah, I do remember that. And he's, like, apparently fine with pointing guns in people's faces and stealing <laughs> yeah. money. And then he uh, he sees that his his uh, knuckles have been, like, bloodied. Yeah. And, uh, and then he's, like, somehow finds out from... Ro- oh, I think he's, like, he talking to, to Rob Lowe. He's, ta- he's talking to Rob Lowe, and he's, he's like, like oh, we, we went to we went to one of your co-workers' houses guys, and kicked his ass. Yeah, we beat the shit out you, of his enemy. You kicked his ass. Yeah. You kicked and at this ass. point, Spader's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now that's a bridge too far. Yeah. And uh, and this is the th- the first thing that bothers him about all the stuff that's happened. <laughs> that he may have kicked the ass of the guy who was a supreme dick. I think dick he's a little words. bothered by the robberies, maybe. But he doesn't really remember it. it. The movie certainly makes a much bigger deal of the fact that maybe he beat this guy up while he was blacked out. Yes. That it, well, yeah, sure. Well, that's yeah. Then it does that they robbed convenience stores yeah. <laughs> with a gunpoint. That all the, night. the beating up of the coworkers definitely the the moral turning point for Spader, where he's like, "All right, that's it. Fun's, he kick, he, fun's yeah. over." He kicks him out of his apartment, and then at some point he goes back to his apartment, and all his stuff is gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and his except stuff, for one thing. Except well, except for one thing: oh the, the, the video camera and the TV, and then uh, Roblo has has murdered. The and Hardy is, girl, and this was another thing where I was like, I hadn't, I didn't remember much about this movie, and so I was like, oh, and then it's like she's not really murdered, and it's a there's a twist where it's like, oh, and that's what then here's the setup. Nope, but nope, <laughs> nope. He just he just murdered he that just lady. Her. <laughs> he murdered that lady with like you know I guess with Spader's golf clubs. You know he did it in a way that would you know, yes. in his own apartment that would only implicate. Sometimes he's James a real Spader. mastermind, but he's like a mastermind about this like nothing crime. I, I would that he's argue that in this case he's not a mastermind. But he's not even he's and I don't he doesn't really no motivation except that he's he like just, he's mad at Spader mad now. that this yeah, guy mad. doesn't isn't under his bad influence anymore now whether or not I mean so he this character just exists to bad influence on people he's yeah. also a dumb criminal now this doesn't actually make its way in anyone else's hands because he takes it with him but temporarily at least he's left a videotape yeah. in the apartment exactly confessing yeah. to the murder and that he's framing <laughs> James Spader I mean he's he is doing the murder in the video yeah, he kills her <laughs> and it's just like 
you know, I get that you're going to show up and take this away. He knocks James you, Spader out and takes the tape. Yeah, but you shouldn't just make that tape. He, he, here's why you, you could have just told him that stuff and left. <laughs> this is my. This is possibly my. Although favorite it is thing. very cool when he comes. It is like a cool sure, set piece where eerie. he comes in and it's like he's on the video doing that and he's you see the hallway and he's and right. You know, it's it's, it's like very an, well done. This is this is cinematic. What is absolutely scene. hilarious yeah. to me about this scene though, because it's all in one shot, of course, and he's like as the girl is walking yeah. around, he's moving the camera along to follow his actions and then he's like then the camera's pointing down this hallway Rob Lowe's walking down yeah. the hallway with with this girl and then she goes into a room and then you hear him beating her with a golf club and Rob Lowe comes back looks right at the camera and starts going like yeah <laughs> and while this is happening James Spader goes wait a minute and he and like Rob Lowe is still going and he runs back into the hallway kicks open the door that's been yeah. locked from the inside finds the dead body sees the thing runs back out the tape's still going and Rob Lowe's still going <laughs> so he just stood there in front of the camera for like four minutes. He figured it just out. Going, <laughs> he figured it. He's, he he timed it. He's like, he will take probably. I, I made I a mean, comment. Some people just want to see I the made, world burn. I made a comment about that while we were watching it because I was because t- Travis and I, we've we've done sketches before. We've done like comedy sketches before where we made where we pre-made video where we were like having to do dialogue with a video uh-huh. and I was like it's the same thing where you're like it's 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 much harder to time that thing that kind of thing out than you think because he's like how does he know how long he's gonna maybe he'll stay back there how does how long you know I'll just, he's uh, I'll just have to laugh for I'm gonna assume he's gonna look at it and come right back to the video and not like really look at the dead body for very long yeah and so Spader's like, this is all very chilling. And then Rob Lowe is just right up there. He's like standing on the stairway right above the TV. He's like, hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so anyways. Then he, then he knocks him out, get. takes the tape. Or, yeah, this is Take, what you get for, this is what you get for, I guess, becoming my friend and then not wanting and then me. Being a little, and little then realizing that I'm a psychopath. And then being freaked out when I've been a psychopath the entire time. He's yeah. like, you asked for uh, this. And then, uh, then Scotty from uh, Boogie Nights slash Dwight Schrute comes over and helps, uh, helps James Spader get rid of this girl's body. And this is the part where I was like, oh, she's just dead. She's, that's, and that was kind of, I was like kind of bummed. It kind of bummed me out because I was like she seemed cool and she was like free or whatever and you're just like so her thing is that she just gets punished because she like was that's it was just really the most complex female character in the movie yeah it felt kind of it just felt like darker (laughs) than I'd remembered like I was kind of like I just felt sad yeah, it is. About it, I was kind of like, I was kinda like oh, this is just, this is just sad. You know, these movies have lots of murders happen in them, and sometimes you're like, oh, this is, this is just like, ah, geez, and she's just dead. There's not like some, it's not part of a master plan, but this, this guy's master plan is that he was going to become friends with this guy and be shitty and maybe make, maybe live in his apartment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like yeah. his plan. I can <laughs> steal his credit I can, cards. I can sleep on this guy's couch, and if he kicks me out, I'll yeah. steal his credit cards. That's my plan. There's a, there's a, I'm a bad influence. Was a part where he like has some stuff that he puts by like an oil derrick yeah he's like i've got these curtis, Can- curtis these hansen loves items. la so he loves like there's a lot of great shots of like at different parts of la i think this is probably, this is probably a, sim- a very similar shot in la confidential of the same oil derricks it's a fun uh, fun little detail james spader's offices are right across the street from the la brea tar pits which <laughs> is where because he looks down at the tar pits from his office window from, you know uh, from his That's office where window, they buried the body he also look over he looks out for a little further is the, <laughs> the oil, oil derricks, derricks. <laughs> like his office is just centrally located yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me look out this other window. <laughs> oh shit, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. So oh, yeah, because his brother, his brother and him, dump uh, the girl's body in the La Brea tar pits. Yes. Right. I mean, this is the best idea. And then uh, Rob Lowe apparently dives into the tar pits and retrieves the golf no, club. He doesn't he throw oh, the yeah, golf club in there with them. 
I don't know how he gets the golf club. He gets the golf club out somehow, and then they, he's doing a he's doing a whole sort and then of he like calls I'm, the cops. Fra- I'm framing you for murder now, and, and now he's you're like, in trouble. He's like standing there, like waving at him while they're pulling and the body out of the tarp, and he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is where the movie. And then what they the hell? then they're kind of like, we got to get him. So then they're like trying to turn the tables on him and. I don't know. Just, just, this is like the point at which stuff. David Culp was writing this script uh, yeah. on spec, probably, and he got about an hour into it and was like, well, I fucking know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic kept script. It's, just sort of the, the bottom just sort of drops out of it, and then there's no ending. It's I mean, it's a classic kept script in that it sucks. <laughs> it's total hack He's bullshit. He's written some great stuff. I mean, probably something that he didn't actually stay the writer on, but like, you know, he's credited on fucking Mission Impossible, which is, mm, you know, okay. Some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he's like the definition of a hack. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I'm mean, not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like you know. Yeah. Most of most of the stuff that he's associated with is like I mean, mediocre. I mean, I love Jurassic Park, but like the script, the script is, is not why. No, no. He did direct Mordecai though, so we can, uh, we can all agree that he has at least one. Classic I do like. Under his I do belt. like Premium Rush. That was. Okay. I thought that was pretty good. Some all people. Right. Some people have nice things to say about Stir of Echoes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure I'll watch it someday. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyways, uh, Rob Lo- Rob Lowe's plan is, is just a bunch of random is just a bunch of random shit. Yeah, and eventually, with the help of his surprisingly resourceful ex drug addict, current stoner Dwy- Dwy- Dwight Schrute, well, I don't know. Was brother. he was he a drug addict? He was in prison. I they don't really. I, explain. I inferred that he I was. I don't a drug know addict. that he was a drug addict. It seems like He's, his brain has been corroded by something. He like he like smokes weed. I think to uh, calm himself and like he's he's nervous about like cops. I, I felt that it was stuff, implied but. that he was a drug addict. Right, but I mean, or I know... had been. But it it, was, he says he was in prison. He's like, I can't go back to prison. But he's they'll, the sort uh, of... They'll kill me there, and he smoke, starts smoking some weed to, like, chill himself out. Yeah. But he's the sort of character that, this, as soon as you meet him in this movie, you're like, that guy's dead. Rob Lowe's gonna yeah. kill that guy. And, right. and, 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 and then at a certain point, Rob Lowe's going after... Because the brother's trying to help him. He actually steals Rob Lowe... He actually sees Rob Lowe's address on mm-hmm. his wallet. Yeah. And, yep. he, and he's gonna, like, figure it out. And then yeah. Rob Lowe figures, figures out what's going on, and you're like, he, Rob Lowe's gonna kill him. Bada-bing, yeah. bada-boom. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, you... And he goes after him, and, and the guy's surprisingly resourceful, and kind of evades him, and is and he's almost gets killed, and then helps his brother out by like in the end, he by, like steers like, him into the trap. Yeah, steers him into the trap and survives till the very end. I, he's like it's, my favorite character I, I, it's in the my movie. Favorite part of the whole movie. He yeah. was, he's he's like probably the the like most three-dimensional character in the movie too because he like actually there's actual some there's some character there like we're discussing was this guy a drug addict was he in prison yeah, right it's, a lot of that's just implied and you're like i don't know but i mean we're what, what can you say about james spader except that his brother he has an interesting brother and he had a video he's, camera he's yuppie scum <laughs> exactly like, and he's the main character Afraid of the movie. commitment yeah and what man can't relate to that but i, I was actually genuinely nervous when the brother's getting chased i by did, him, did I was, not want him to I was die like, i don't want him to die he seems like a nice he's like the nicest guy in the movie <laughs> I didn't yeah. want the well, that, girl to die, and she's already gone. At that point, so. I was just like, I hope somebody dies soon because I want this to be over. <laughs> there were only, well, I mean, there were like two sympathetic characters in the entire movie, and uh, at least one of them survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they 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 just do a. It's all it's all very simple at the end where they kind of like get Rob Lowe to do. He does kind of like make his, him his do a villain's villain. manifesto. Yeah. Well, he does this whole speech, and then it turns out, oh, they've been videotaping him. <laughs> yeah, he monologues, and they give him. They're videotaping it. You're, we is, do your camera. This is what uh, <laughs> this is what Rob Lowe like says, and and again, I can't stress enough. Rob Lowe is terrible in this movie. He can't yeah. he can't do the. I've only enjoyed Rob Lowe in one thing. Eh, maybe Wayne's World too. Ah, uh, come Wayne's, on, he's funny in Wayne's World. Uh, Wayne's World, he's Parks fine. and Rain, Wayne's Parks, World. Parks, yeah. yes. Uh, 
as but like as this character, he just doesn't have it in him to. I liked him and I liked him as young Robert Wagner in Austin Powers. He's supposed to be this like oh, okay. he's supposed to be like this cool dude, and I just never bought Roblo's Roblo's great when he's being funny, and then as the cool guy, the, the I'm just like he's not he's not he's not cool. He's not intense. He seems like I mean like when I like him, it's because he seems like a kind of like mildly creepy, like might be a Scientologist, but like <laughs> yeah. but generally generally probably harmless. But just generally know? when he's playing like a cool guy or like a bad influence type works. guy, like that was like, his rap Saint, back then. I know, like Saint Elmo's right, fire because he was a bad guy. Saint Elmo's fire. He's like yeah, just, it's like I he, mean he had the reputation because he was a piece he's of an shit. actual bad yeah. guy who videotaped himself having sex with the uh, underage, <laughs> underage girl. Yeah, it's uh, like an actual bad guy. So maybe this was a little too close to home. I mean, but him, he's but he's supposed to be. At this well, let's end scene. let's talk about that because the videotaping and the sex scenes and stuff. It be seems like they're part. absolutely capitalizing. Oh yeah, this on was that. like his comeback. Supposed to be his comeback yeah. role, where it's and, like Rob Lowe's. And that's he, true. He was, and the movie was thought of pretty well at the time, and, yeah. and so was his performance. It's and, bad. And uh, you know, you got James Spader in this movie who would actually. I knock think, that role out of I the park. I think that they should have swapped. They right. That would have been more interesting. true West style. They should have swapped. Did like, uh, you ever see that movie, The New Kids with James Spader? Yeah. Love, the leader of the, the, love that, that movie. movie. is fucking awesome. If you're, love it. If you're a James Spader fan and you're listening to this yeah, movie, go watch The New fucking Kids. Fucking watch The New if Kids. Can, yeah. we, can we do that? It's, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do The New Kids. Yeah, yeah we can do We'll get around to that. But yeah, I mean, I'm just, that's one of those things where you're watching the movie the whole time. It's like in Superman Returns and Parker Posey is in it. Right. And somehow she's not playing Lois Lane. Why isn't she playing Lois Lane? It's exactly right. And you're like watching this movie going like I get that like to, to playing off of that Rob Lowe bad boy thing in real life but also like James Spader is first of all a much better actor yes. and in this movie <laughs> like, you so, already had him you've got him in there just go like he oh wait hold on let's let James Spader because James because Spader is great Spader could play kind of seductive seductive creepy but I mean Spader's he's, great he's as the, Spader's great as like the creepy uh, evil robot in Avengers 2 right like, <laughs> just and it's just his voice him just going like I'm gonna kill you I've got to Iron kill Tony Stark Man. Yeah, I don't know. You know, <laughs> what have you done to me, Tony? There's a whole show about him being like a, a bad guy who's sort of working for the good guys. So I yeah. mean, you know, come on, come on, bad influence. You, yeah, ha- you anyways, got the wrong guy. The wrong look, kid died. Here's a here's like a little snippet of uh, Rob Lowe's little speech that he tries to make, and he and this is the, where it, like his like psychoticness is bubbling over. But he's like, people are such hypocrites. They walk around all day like they're innocent, but they're not. I showed you that, and you're like, he's the fucking Joker, basically. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I turned Gotham on its head because but no, people but are trying to go about these but people. But it's literally, isn't it? Isn't it like almost literally what like. Tyler Durden it's Tyler says Durden. to him Tyler yeah. Durden he's like Joker. you are not a beautiful and except, unique snowflake it's except then at the end of yes. it's the end of this movie when they videotaped him and then Rob Lowe tries to get him and then he just shoots him he doesn't shoot himself in the face and kill his imaginary friend he just shoots right. Rob Lowe shoots Rob Lowe into the water Rob Lowe falls into the water and then uh, cops are I coming I think we can all agree and anarchism then, is not a response and then <laughs> the movie and this is one thing I do like about this movie it's and over same with, and Bedroom Window kind of had a similar thing over. but it just ends like yeah. I love I'm I'm like I, I dig that I love when he's because like there's so many of these kinds of movies and Hand the Rocks the Cradle same thing she gets like pushed out the window right. onto the fence and you're like she's dead and then you think there's there's like well, there's like one beat where they're like where he gets to he hold the baby, the baby yeah. but then you go like okay there's gonna be a whole scene where they come to oh no so again credits nope, are rolling I love that I, yep. so I mean that's uh, I, I do like that about this movie is that when it just the the, the when it's resolved the story of yeah. the, the thing of these two guys they're like it's done we don't need another scene. There's not going to be a scene where he's talking to the cops explaining what happened. There's, it's just over. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, just one last quote, uh, and this was actually the tagline. This was on the movie posters mm. that you saw, but it was, like, get in bed with the devil. Sooner or later, you have to fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> you remember that when they had said that in the commercial? I remember. I know that that's true. Rob Lowe. It's a classic Andy Rooney quote. Get in the bed with the devil. Soon you'll have to fuck. Bad influence. Yeah, get in bed with the devil. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, you know, despite this movie being really dumb, I kind of still enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> and, well, and, and being kind of like nothing. I'm gonna give it two Juds, mm-hmm. two and a half Douglases. Yeah. And uh, ten Fight Club ripoffs. Damn, retroactive Fight Club ripoffs. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, two, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go two and a half Juds. Yeah, two Juds. It's not really it's not really that two and two two and one quarter. Juds. Nothing nothing really happens in it very much. Right. It's kind of like one thing happens, and then it and then they have to resolve that one thing. Um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it three. Three Douglases. It's pretty. It's pretty sleazy. It's it's got a guy videotaping a guy, and it's got the line, "You make a weird face when you come," <laughs> and then he shows that videotape to his fiance. So I might even I'll go three. I might even go three and a half uh, okay. Douglases, uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, one uh, one Scotty slash Dwight Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Scotty from Boogie Nights slash Ten Dwight videotaped Schrute. murder confessions. <laughs> This is a this is a two Judd movie. There's no way around it. There's just not much there. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna go to three and a half Douglases because mm. I think we're also forgetting about this very um, salacious three way scene that happens. Oh before, yeah. Before before James, how did I forget? Where it's just how did I forget up, about that? It's, I did too. It's just it is it is a very it just happens. What's the word I'm looking for? They didn't need to oh, show the whole. And then he the leaves. Thing. He leaves. And then he comes back. Gratuitous. And the lady goes, Gratuitous. He comes you. back and then the one, the lady who wasn't having sex with him before goes My now. Turn. My turn. It's written. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm, three minutes I'm going, long. I'm going three and a half. Of okay. just Rob Lowe fucking and, these I'm, naked ladies. I'm going three and a half because that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, weird. I was like, good. And God. it's and it's totally unnecessary, except that, to show that gratuitous. he. Except to show that he's like. Also, let's not. I feel for, like I feel like I miss stuff like this because these are always the points in the movies where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed a very long and gratuitous sex scene. <laughs> uh, let's not let's not forget also that the movie opens on a shot of a naked lady. And the first credited character in the in credits is naked woman. <laughs> naked. So woman. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go. I'm changing mine to three and a half. It's a bit old man sleazy. It's a bit like oh, this is what's gonna turn the people on. It's a bit a scandalous. Three, a it's risque. Way. It's risque. It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, it's not. Yeah, but, but I mean, you make a weird face when you come. Is a that's pretty, a funny is line? A pretty gross line. Yeah. It's a funny and, line. Yeah. So I'm giving it three and a half Douglases, and I'm gonna give it one cum face. <laughs> so <laughs> James Spader's cum James, face. James Spader cum face. I'm coming. <laughs> Got a parody title for this one? I don't have one. Um, Black Influence. Black Influence. That was all I could come up with. Bad, yeah. bad movie. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. All right. That's right. We're shutting this down. Bad sin puance. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Black sin puance. Black, black, black. Black, black poo poop. <laughs> bad influent. Oh, no. Oh. Ouch. That's oh, a little too okay. much. People don't do the gauntlet anymore. Have you ever done it? Oh, yeah. Listen, I ran the gauntlet once when I was 18 and completely insane. But I was with two other guides, experienced guides, and we were just lucky. But there were two other people that summer who did not get so lucky. One guy got killed, and the other is paralyzed for life. But don't worry, we're going to hit some threes and four pluses. You're going to scream your guts out. You'll love it. We are going to risk death a number of times on this trip. On that note, on that note let's, uh, let's segue to our next movie. 
1994 is a river wild. Yeah. With Streep. Street. Meryl, Meryl Streep. Mm. And this one, one of my favorite actors of all time, David Strathairn. David yeah. Strathairn is right. I love David this Strathairn. This movie, uh, so this would have been, um, this would have been the slow buildup to, uh, well, at least Travis and I think of as his masterpiece. I imagine is L.A. Confidential because oh, you kind of see you kind of see him because then it was bad influence and then Hand the Rock's the Cradle, kind of going like, okay, this is be- he's he's getting better, you know, each time. And then River Wild, but he keeps getting these like great casts of people. Yeah. Um, and then 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 of course you see all these people from these movies in in L.A. Confidential. And he had but, done the Hand that Rocks the Cradle at this point, which was a huge hit. So which was they, right they before gave him this. a bigger budget. Yeah. He got to go and, film and, and on the rivers. In, He's got Street for fuck's sake. It all takes place in the rivers near Kalispell, Montana, where I'm from. So Shot by Bob Ellswit. Mm-hmm. Who's Bob? He's, he shot... Worked uh, with PTA at the beginning. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did I, uh, Ghost Protocol... Some other stuff. Scrot Scrotocol. Yeah, Scrotocol. Uh, <laughs> uh, this this was one of the movies like where you get used to watching Blu-rays, and then uh, and then I, the one that I rented was the only copy that was left at Scarecrow, and it wasn't the Blu-ray. And I really uh, wish that it had been because yeah. it, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's a good looking movie. It's a it's a you know what? It's an excellent Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon uh, linchpin. Oh hell yeah! Title because you got Strathairn Streep. Riley's in this. Riley. Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. The kid from the Jurassic Park. The kid from Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Joseph Mozzarella. Yeah. Joseph Mozzarella. <laughs> uh, uh, let's yeah. stop. Let's just stop there. We don't need those. Uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of people. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot to this movie to, to really go into. It's, it's more like of Meryl, a... Meryl Streep's marriage with David Strathairn yeah. is late, maybe on the rocky. rocks a little yeah. bit. And uh, and they go on a whitewater crew or whitewater well, rafting she's an expedition. Whitewater rafting. Yes. I mean, yeah, it, it opens like a, with her rowing. On yeah. the where they're from, uh, Boston, wow. Chicago. This is Boston. It is Boston. They yeah. do say Boston at some point. And but she's like an expert river rafter. Yeah, she used to. Well, she's from Montana. Yeah. So she used to do river raft tours when she was. She so did, she goes on these the trips tours, all the time. Knows the rivers. And she she takes her kids, um, but she can't. Uh, but Strathairn never goes. Yeah. He doesn't want to go. So their Str- marriage David is kind Strathairn of. Strathairn is rag is working himself ragged at a thankless job that he apparently stresses him out and he hates. And it's yeah. and he's kind of taking it out on his family, not like uh, abusively, but he's just distant and he's not there. And so the, their marriage this is, is the almost thing, done. By the way, just like a little segue, I hate this thing, this trope yes. in movies where like the dad is so hung up and stressed out on yeah. work and then he comes home to his family. This happened in Fear, which we're going to cover on a later podcast I watched the other day. Same thing. Guy comes home and he's like, I got to do this important work thing that pays for all of your shit. <laughs> uh, I'm working my ass off. You can see that it's having a deleterious effect on me physically yeah. and emotionally. I can't go on vacation. Yes. I'm, I hate this. I wanted to go. And then the wife is like, fuck you. You always pull this shit. And it's <sighs> like, you always pull I, this shit. It's, and, and I'm just like, give the guy a break. It's not like he's doing it for fun. Yeah, he's doing it for you. And at a certain point when they have a, when they have I mean, a discussion later on, he's like, I was doing this for you. Right. I mean, admittedly, he I doesn't seem proud stoked me. about going river rafting. Right. No. I feel like he was probably not going to. I got to work all weekend. He was probably going to. He's a little be icy and distant. He's definitely like there's other distant. Stuff. I'm just saying, like, yeah. this is a common thing. Thing that happens in well, movies all the time. I mean, and it happens in our. Crazy. It happens in our, our maybe our most hated movie of all time, Hook. Hook. <laughs> That's exactly. the, the whole fucking of plot Hook. of Hook. Why Daddy couldn't make my fucking baseball game because he's paying for this fucking house that we live in. To anyone listening to this podcast, anyone within the sounds of our voices, yeah, 
The three of us disagree on many, many things, but one thing we can all agree on, <laughs> and one thing that civilization can agree on as a whole is that Hook is a fucking crime. Tragically, civilization cannot agree on yeah. that should. as a whole. Should and, a, and that should is agree. a crime. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I feel like in this, and you're, you're not wrong that this is the same type of situation, but I feel like you're it's Meryl Streep, and you're so sympathetic to her. Of course. That, so when that scene is happening, you're kind of like... Strathairn is and Strathairn's just like Strathairn is also good, but you're like on her side. You're like he's also kind of a wiener, and she's so not yes. right. And that's she's also very, that's also part of the that's another. It's very sort of full a, of life, and he is yeah. very not. And that's also something that happens. Strathairn's character becomes a bit uh, he becomes cartoonish. He becomes a bit of a cartoonish uh, superhero at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I little, love that. I thought it was great. I just mean that he's a little faster than I think a person is. <laughs> hey man, he's protecting his he's protecting his family. No, no, I, I, what he does is cool, and this. But like, just like I'm like, I don't think that a, I don't think that a guy, and especially not that guy, could uh, move that fast through the woods. But that's for later. So that's the family <laughs> dynamic, and they but think great they think it. Strathairn's not going to come on the vacation. So Joseph Mozzarella and Streep, and is there there's someone a, else? There's a daughter, but she has to stay with the grandparents because she's right. too small to go. She's on the not river there. Right. Oh, yeah. the grandparent, one of the the dad, I think, of the grandparents He's deaf. is deaf. So everyone knows a, sign language, know sign which language. will come in handy yeah. <laughs> as the, as the like a lot. Yeah. And uh, and so they they get on the river. There's also uh, like entering the river close to where they are. Yep. Kevin Bacon. Oh, we forgot John one guy on our list. John C. Riley. No, John I mentioned C. Riley. Oh, okay. Riley. Uh, John C. Riley and some other some other third person who doesn't stick around for very long. Who's the third guy? I forget who plays the third guy. Uh, I'm gonna, some I'm fat look guy. him up. Some fucking fat. Some fucking guy. fat some guy. S- nobody. <laughs> some fat guy. <laughs> some fat nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> title of my autobiography. And. Uh, <laughs> That's dark. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, they're all getting on the river at the same time, and right before Streep's about to take off, Strathairn pops up, and he's like, I decided that I was going to join you Is after Is this where all. we go to the, get on a boat, um, fellow teens? I thought that... <laughs> he's just, he's, I he, thought that maybe we could have a rad time together. He couldn't the... seem more out of place when he shows up. He's doing a whole thing. It's why <laughs> they put me to where the river gets wild. That's why they, that's why they don't call them slow pids. Uh, <laughs> Am I right, son? Oh. Oh, you thought this was going to be the river mild, but uh, I'm here to prove you kids wrong. Are we like having me? fun yet? Is this thing on? <laughs> hello? Hello, hello? These are the jokes. He's, he's not a very jokes. fun character. Really. Like he's, yeah. a, he's a harried father. He's a drip. He becomes, he's, a drip. he's a bit of a drip. Cool. Yeah. And he, ha- he has to find his fucking balls on yeah. that river. Oh. Yeah. You gotta yeah. find them fucking balls uh, on that river. So that river. Anyway, Kevin Bacon shows up and is just great. Also. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's having fun. First this of all, this is whole, second whole... second uh, river oriented heel turn for Kevin Bacon yeah. in his career. Yeah. After Whitewater <laughs> Summer, what's the hat he's wearing? Is it like a ministry ball cap? That no, he's, he's got, got a, Lollap- he's got a Lollapalooza cap. That's what it is. And yeah, the, the kid uh, has a ministry. The kid's into ministry. He goes, <laughs> he goes, "You were at Lollapalooza. You must have seen." It's like that kind of thing where you're, you're setting up this character, and he's like, "You must have seen uh, James. You got to see James Addiction, man. I would love to see that." And he's like, "Yeah, kid. <laughs> hey, you want this hat? Because he clearly it's not his hat." And yeah. You're like, "You're like something's up with." This guy who, now, who Kevin, does seem now very Kevin charming. Bacon uh, sh- showing up. Rob Lowe is doing. Oh, is Kevin doing, Bacon is fucking is great in doing this movie. A charismatic yeah. psycho guy. Well, it's also and it's also hey, Bacon. Karen, Kevin Bacon's charismatic as hell. Bacon and Streep like oh back and forth in this movie is so, so fucking, fucking good. good and actually, she's awesome. I saw this movie a lot. Streep. I saw yeah, this I know, movie a lot. By the way, how often I, do I get to see Streep in a movie? Because I, I, yeah. I'm not usually going to watch a Meryl Streep movie. <laughs> yeah, I watched this a lot as a kid just because we I saw it in the theater. It was filmed near my hometown, and so we were all you know whenever it'd be oh let's watch River. 
wild again. And and but I've never like thought much of it, and so it hadn't been years since I watched it. And it was like, oh yeah, these guys are so everybody's good. It's like this great cast. Mm-hmm. So it's just like kind of like yeah, this is what you this yeah. is what you do. This is how you load up a thriller with like just a. A plus. Look, actors. we're building the house. We're building the Jenga thing now. Yeah. We're going to start pulling out, you know, yeah. pieces. Yeah, and you got Strathairn and Streep and Bacon and Riley. They're yeah. all and, and they're, they're all just doing fucking, their thing. They're all nailing it's a quintessential John C. Riley. Mozzarella's not bad in it. No, Joseph, he's not. Joey Mozzarella is, is fine. <laughs> he's better than. I mean, he's not like he's in, a little shit. But he's not. A, he's yeah. not. A, he's kind of taken Kevin Bacon's side. In oh the yeah, beginning. yeah. I mean, he does some shitty stuff that the script needs him to do. But he's yes. not like. It's not like he's like a total like a uh, wad like he is in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Apologies if Joey Mozzarella is listening to this. <laughs> Just jump off the Bohemian fence. Rhapsody's Joey Mozzarella. Climb down the fence. You. You yeah, he's shit. he's in Queen and Joe in Bohemian Rhapsody. He is? Yeah, he's the drummer. Oh, I'm never gonna watch that movie, so I'm glad you told me. Um, <laughs> so the other two movies, the other two Curtis Hansen movies we've talked about today, we've we've lamented that they're really not up to anything. And nothing. Yeah. They're, they're like there's a premise and a setup, and then it just kind of like roll a coast. Yeah. yeah. Well, this then, one also is not really up to anything, and that's exactly why it's so good. It but, is. It is what it is. But sort yeah. of. I mean, Hand the Rocks the Cradle, which is between Bad Influence in this movie, similarly is like kind of you kind of you know the score. Yeah. You know this lady yeah. is after these people the whole movie, yeah. and you're just kind of watching the movie happen, and you're going like, when are they going to figure it out? But there's not like a twist where it turns out she's not bad, or there's another bad right. guy or something. Yeah. It's just them not knowing she's bad and then fuck she's bad right and then the climax so all these movies kind of have that same thing it's just that he got they got he got better at it yeah and river wild is just like those guys seem like they're up to no good they are up to no good they're using the river to escape a A uh, robbery robbery that they did uh i can't remember what they robbed fairgrounds yeah they robbed robbed fairgrounds a cattle a cattle cattle auction yeah cattle auction streep is like i wondered when someone was gonna rob that cattle auction yeah Yeah. kevin bacon's like ooh, (laughs) and he's he's so fucking good in this he's doing that thing where he's charming but also like really scary <laughs> I like, which is I only really, Kevin Bacon can do that he also keeps dropping hints that he's evil and nobody seems to pick up on it but it's I mean, hilarious I love it but, but, his, I mean, ca- but his character isn't comic booky evil no no, 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 there's, no times, there's, there's parts in it where he's like clearly doesn't want to kill people yeah. and then he, when he gets driven to it he's like not really enjoying it he much. does he crack jokes about it, it though at a, at a certain point he maybe gets into it a little bit but he, he clearly kind of likes the kid a little bit and well, I, yeah. think, I think that he, well, I think he, he wants to a halfway point at a certain point in the movie where he's just like I can fucking kill yeah well, he would be perfectly happy to just like get you know, away. maybe get a poke on Streep at some point. Yeah, he definitely out, wants to poke hang on out Streep. with this kid and then take his money and get away. And then oh, that went great. Like he he didn't yeah. he wasn't looking for any kind of no. But he's also but he's, also, he's one of those villains that's great because they're like he's like uh, I don't want you know he's not too noble. Because he's like, I don't want to kill somebody, but when it comes down to it, I'm going to kill everybody if I'll it means everybody. saving my skin. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't, he, and he certainly doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'll tie these kids, this kid to this boat. If the boat overturns, my kid will drown. I don't care. Yeah. You'll, you better fucking not overturn the boat then. Yep. You know, yeah. he's, he's a, he's a, he's a real good bad guy. And Kevin Bacon is one of those actors who can do he like, can do he's like Lithgow in that way where you're like, oh, this you know, a nice, I, he a nice reminds guy. me of Lithgow in this movie. Yeah. Lithgow would be great right. at this part. Like yeah. they're both, they're both those kind of actors who can be like really charming and nice and be like, what a sweet guy. And then on a, on a heel, a dime go like, yeah. oh shit, this guy is a bad guy. And he is not only a bad guy, but maybe the most bad guy. And now I'm scared for all these people yeah. in the movie with him. Except it would be a little bit harder to sell sexual tension between Lithgow and Streep. Well, I mean, well, if, if you put on one of those nice like, toupees from Blowout, it might work. <laughs> Let me show you how to fly fish, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Sometimes that's better. It's like, ooh, <laughs> ooh. He's got a little, uh, she's he's showing, got a little of the Lithgow cliffhanger. She's showing him how to fly this. fish, by the way. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he's because he's like not a because she's the country girl, so she's. Why don't you come up. over here? Put your arms around me. Uh, so then, at a certain point, like straight there and gets separated from them because he like because Kevin Bacon. Well, like, so well, so they're going down the river, and then it turns out Kevin Bacon's bad. He's and bad. And there's a whole bunch of they stuff. Killed, that they killed one of their partners. They killed one of their partners. Disappears. They come upon their boat, and they're like, "We don't know how to get here." So they they're kind of like helping them. They, they need, start they to realize need, they need Streep to guide them down to the river because oh, this is an incredibly treacherous. Yeah. you know the cauldron strip. Yeah, well, the there's cauldron, a there's yeah. you yeah after there's a certain point where you're not you you not allowed to raft. You can't go. Yeah. You can't go through the cauldron. You get out at this, yeah. this last point out, and yeah. they're like, well... But they got to go through it to get away. We got to go through right. this to get away. So they blackmail her. Of course, didn't, of course they, their whole plan was just sort of casually float down the river and escape, not realizing that... that they were like, going to have to run into that. You know, which is a classic city boy move. Yeah. That, <laughs> that doesn't end up working, so of course they have to kidnap uh, the, the family. Joey Mozzarella. And, and it's like, we're going to kill Joey Mozzarella if uh, if you don't guide us down. And, and at a certain point, it's it's the three of them, and Strathairn, Strathairn gets, tries to take one of their guns, yeah. and then they... they Guy, and then John C. Riley wakes up in Strathair and like runs away. And then this, you get, and they're doing start, the thing where he's still a coward. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. And, he, and he runs away, and you're kind of like, damn, that Strathair. And he, and he he crawls up a cliff face, and this is when it's just like like that my dream movie, an, an action movie starring David Strathair, <laughs> where he's like it's like Die Hard with David Strathair in it, and he's like climbing up this cliff face, and Kevin Bacon goes out into the river with his gun, and, and this is where he's like talking. This is like a good idea, example of what Kevin Bacon's character is like, where he's shouting at him like, now I'm gonna try to shoot you in the spine, right between the shoulder blades. You ready? Yeah. He's <laughs> like. Telling him what he's gonna do, and yeah. then he shoots at him, and then it's, in a, he falls, and then into, he the falls river, into the water. And they, they think he's probably they they're like he's, he's dead, dead. He's or he's dead. you know whatever. He, he certainly can't catch up to us while we're rafting on the river, and he's walking anyway. So then, yeah, so that's it. The rest of the movie is uh, is is Streep uh, being forced to guide uh, Kevin Bacon but and I mean, John C. Riley through this yeah. cauldron, which you're not supposed while to go there in. He's trying to get back while to stay, uh, th- stay there and trying to double back and with the dog. The dog doesn't. I mean, we should got to convince the dog to jump off the cliff. We should say that we should say this movie. Awesome. Is, this movie is, I believe, rated, rated PG thirteen, so it's like, well, so it's like Maggie. not quite as. Uh, this one will probably get zero Douglas. This is a zero Douglas. Yeah, um, but it is a, but it is a great, a great, uh, a great thrill ride. Um, so, but uh, we don't. I mean, we don't get a Strathairn action action movie, but we do get something that I think is even better, and and probably would not would have. I mean. Never happened. Maybe is a street action movie. Yeah, that's like, see, that's what's so cool about this because they they. They give all of the arc action beat stuff to straight there, and it's like, can he do this? Will he be able to overcome these obstacles? Will be able, will he be able to suck it up and like, you know, achieve his goal, rescue his family? Yes, that's not an issue with Street. No, there's no issue as to whether or not she's like tough enough she's to make badass. it through this. No, that's what's so cool. She's John McClane. Yeah, yeah, she's John McClane, and Except they give all of that other stuff to straight there, yeah. so you still get that stuff. But Streep is just like the most confident. Like she's so confident and cool. And tough in this movie. Streep is the Streep is such a badass that when she's like when things are getting too intense, she laughs. Yeah. Like, she has a couple times where she's yeah. just like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe how much I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. It's incredible. There's that uh, great moment late it's, late it's in the movie amazing. where she actually has that line. She says yeah. something to him like that. It's so good. And God, she just what the, breaks what the fuck she was just the line. Poor doomed Benjamin Bratt, too. Right, guys? Can we... Uh... I cannot row this big water, man. That's the truth. That's not. That's not the line, but that's one one of the things that she says to him. And, yeah. and she, yeah, she's just fucking rules. And and po- possibly the best thing about this whole movie. I mean, this the all this photography of people on the rafts in the water is yep. is legit. Yeah. 
and it looks amazing. And Streep, and it's mostly the actors in the parts. Streep is doing a bunch of her own stunts. She did actually. You see, yeah. you see this boat going down pretty heavy rapids, and it is undoubtedly Streep. She actually, there's, a, and if you look at the Wikipedia, there's a part where she like she didn't want to do this stunt, and then she decided, okay, I'll do it, and it was like a retake or something, and then she did it and like almost drowned, and then you know, oh, like Curtis shit. Hansen was like. That's why. I, that's why I didn't want to do it. And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> that's, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like that. Yeah. So you see all kinds of like um, Strathairn falling out of a boat into yeah. like winter, like hard rapids, and you're like, "God damn!" Yeah. Like, there's a lot of these actors doing their own stunts, and it looks like it was very dangerous. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that everyone lived. Actually, uh, Joey uh, Provolone died in the making. <laughs> he of this. Died in the making of the <laughs> They movie. replaced him with his twin. They actually just dressed up the dog because the dog was so good. They just. <laughs> The scene where Trathern has to talk the dog into jumping into the oh, yeah, off of the cliff that. is great. Yes, because well, also because that there's a whole arc with him and the dog where earlier in the movie he's like, "Get off the bed, get off the bed, get yeah, off the, the bed." To the dog, and, him, and then yeah. she just goes, "Hey, get off the bed," real softly, and the dog goes, oh, "Okay," and leaves. And so he won't listen to him. So later on, he's like, "You got to jump into the off the cliff into the water if you're going to survive. You got to do this to the dog." And the dog finally listens to him, and it makes you cry. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. Yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, there's not really, like, there's suspense in this is just that it's, like, a thriller, and you're like, who's, you know... Right, but there's no real twists or turns There's no or twists anything. or turns. It's not like Streep a... Streep ends up leading them through the cauldron, because they talk about the cauldron at the beginning. They're like, there's is it the no... Ca- is it the this, cauldron? The gauntlet? The gauntlet. Or the cauldron. The, ga- the gauntlet. No, it's, it's, it's definitely the, it's definitely the, the gauntlet. gauntlet. Yes. It's and definitely the gauntlet. They talk about it at the beginning, where they're like, there's no easier way of committing suicide than going into the gauntlet. Yeah. No one has ever survived. Yeah. Uh, three presidents died trying to go through the gauntlet. <laughs> like, it's the deadliest place, so you're like, well, they're going through that at the end. Yeah. Now I know what the ending of this movie is going to be. And indeed, they do. <laughs> And they and they basically get through it and yep. um and it's pretty cool. And Strathairn sets and this up a is whole the part trap where you, where, where you do start seeing some stunt people. Where you're like, yeah. all right, they weren't crazy. He sets up a whole trap where he drops some a barrel full of rocks and the wire that cuts that makes the boat flip. And then yeah, Meryl Streep gets the gun and Kevin Bacon's like, hey, I'm just gonna be charming and try and not get shot to death, but it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, he's t- he's basically tempting her to shoot him. Yeah, and then she then she like does a little trick on him where she's like, fine, I won't kill you. And uh, and then he goes, uh, he goes, oh, or no, like, is that what happens? Like she, or just are there no bullet in the gun or something like that? And then he goes, okay, now that I know that you don't have a bullet in the gun, I'm gonna kill you and your family. And then she yeah. goes, actually, there was, but yeah. now I know and then she, what you would have done if I had let you go. And, and then, then she, she blows and him she away. Shoots him. So fucking. Uh, cool. And John C. Riley makes it too. I think he's gonna go to prison though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he doesn't. Die. Benjamin Brad doesn't make it. No, Benjamin Brad poor gets Benjamin Brad. Uh, Riley's really good in this movie too. He's he's a classic like uh, second second villain because he's like not he is not into it. He yeah. just wanted to rob this money and get away. And uh, he now is, we gotta kidnap a family. He's like he's like creepy, but he's like totally like that villain. Where you're like, I don't want to hurt. I don't want to kill people and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Huh? He doesn't even get. He's he's like. And he's afraid. He's every time it cut. There's like every time there's a cutaway. I wonder if John C. Riley was actually terrified of being on a river because because it's genuine. It looks like genuine fear. Like from him, like some of the other actors, you're like Meryl Streep has to act tough, even though it's probably scared. But you cut to John C. Reilly, and I'm wondering how much of that is acting and how much of that is him going like, "Oh man, are we actually gonna die?" I don't think you have to do that much acting. <laughs> I've been on like light rapids before, and it's pretty thrilling. Yeah, you're like whoa, yeah, they're they're going through heavy shit in this. Yeah, I I'm generally averse to any movie that involves going outside. That's true. I mm-hmm. I just like I whenever whenever the the suspense or the thrills are based on like you know they went camping and somebody's out there trying to kill him, like well you shouldn't go. 
I'm fucking Every, camping in the everyone, first place. Uh, everyone look up <laughs> Matt, Lynch's, uh, Matt Lynch's classic letterboxed review of Everest, which is just one word. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he's got 15 million followers. Yeah. Uh, but you, but yeah, but you love my this. other my other good one for the that category is from Don't Go in the Woods. The review is three guesses where they went. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I'm not into it. Brevity but, yeah. is wit. But yeah, but, but, yeah, but you great. But you love this one. Yeah, because it's because it's because I think it's the. Well, cast. they're also not morons in this. Right. I mean, I mean <laughs> one of the characters at least is an expert. Knows what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's Streep's, not just Streep's total a total badass. I don't get. I love Streep, but I don't get. She she doesn't make movies that i'm interested in very often so i don't get to see her and she and have you watched bridges of madison county i have seen that she's, a, she's, she's okay just as that. badass in that movie we're gonna do that but for this podcast we should there's some suspense in that movie <laughs> no, we're not gonna do it it's, it's a great movie it was a joke about how we're not gonna but journey candidate remake but she's usually doing stuff like the iron lady or julie and julia that's just like kind of for older people and that i'm not particularly you're getting up there in. though Let's, i mean uh, like my parents age. oh okay <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and uh, and and she's just totally kicks ass in this, yeah. and and just owns the whole thing. And it's man, like, man, Streep, do one for them and one for me. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right. do, do something cool every now and again that I can get behind. Yeah, and then uh, Curtis Hansen went. Uh, then it was uh, LA Confidential. After this, one of my all-time favorite movies, LA Confidential Absolute masterpiece, LA Confidential. Uh, Wonder Boys, Eight Mile, that, that whole streak there. And then he had some. And then he. And then sadly, a couple uh, flops and died. he died. Yeah. I just watched Lucky You because we were doing this. I watched his last movie, Lucky You. Uh-huh. Weird and, movie. Strange. Yeah. Eric Bana plays like a compulsive gambler in so, it. Doesn't sound great. It's not great. Okay. Well, well, in her shoes is quite bad. Yeah. The, that movie just the, like to sum up that movie. It's why Cameron Diaz can't read. <laughs> she but, plays an illiterate in that movie. It's pretty strange. No, but R.I.P. Curtis Hansen yeah. also played. Uh, he also he plays uh, Meryl Streep's husband in adaptation. Adaptation. That's right. So that's plays, right. Uh, yeah. So. But he. But he was a. Uh, so she didn't a, hate him for almost killing her in this movie enough to not. Uh, pretend to be his wife in a Spike Jones movie later. Apparently so. not. <laughs> I like good. this movie as much as that's LA Confidential. Oh, which is a movie that I really God. like, but I don't think it's a masterpiece that a lot of people think. Yeah, it is. I think okay. uh, yeah, I would disagree with that, but I do like, I, I do, do love like this movie. movie. Yeah. This is I, very, we all like this movie. movie. I think his best movie is the hand that rocks the cradle, like in a walk. Well, that's three very good movies yeah. at any rate. Like, sometimes, uh, and I love Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys is awesome. And eight miles. Great. Yeah. So he did pretty good for himself. Sometimes uh, Matt is wrong, so it's okay. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it I, happens. I, I strongly, strongly disagree <laughs> on, on this one. There's that whole. There's that whole. Should L.A. Confidential have beaten Titanic for Best Picture? I'm like, adamantly no. Titanic was far better. Boy, boy. <laughs> well, man, that's that's tough. I do love Titanic. Yeah, can't can't get into it with you. This is with where that. we first met. Can't get into that with you guys. Titanic's great. God damn you. Uh, well, or at least we're going out on a strong. Hey, uh, my heart, my heart is also a deep ocean of secrets. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, I don't get it. The old lady was a thief and, and a liar. liar. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she could have used that. She could have sold that, and uh, you know, paid for hungry school children to eat for years, or just had money <laughs> yeah. for her. Threw it into the fucking water. Yeah. For Picasso, the yeah. meant to a thing. I wish that there'd been a shot of it, like hitting Jack's. Goal or something, you know? <laughs> the final image, <laughs> and then this, and then the skeleton, his skeleton like wraps its skeleton hand around it <laughs> and drags it to hell. 
That and this then is, I would like. This that is movie. almost as good as Kevin's uh, Kevin's alternate ending for Space Cowboys. Oh, where it's uh, where it's because it's because that <laughs> movie ends Jones. with Tommy Lee Jones's corpse in a spacesuit on the moon, and the camera like goes right by his body, and Kevin's like, you know what should happen is the camera should go into his face, and it's just a screaming skull inside. <laughs> All right. Oh, Space Cowboys. All okay, right. so we River dig- Wild. We digress. Rating. River Wild. I'm giving, Wild. I'm giving three and a half to four Juds. All right. Like no Douglases. Maybe Z- maybe yeah. a half a one for the fact that Bacon keeps trying to scam on. There is like a part where he watches, Street, her, watches her skinny dipping yeah, or bathing like, or something like that. But it's, it's, God, it's, it's nothing. It's, 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 it's creepy, but it's not like yeah. zero to a half a Jud. And uh, this isn't really that kind of movie. No. And so. uh, one hundred cliff jumping dogs. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> Maggie the dog. Maggie. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think you're right. Somewhere but three three point seven five juds. Right around there. It's fucking great, and I, I feel like not a lot of people watch this movie. It's like a somewhat forgotten movie. See, I think it's one of those staples. We've all watched this movie a bunch, but nobody really registered. Nobody, you know, has nobody nobody, nobody paid that kind of attention. In nobody a long thinks time. about yeah. this movie or goes like, let's. let's but you let's, talk to somebody you're like River Wild, they're like, oh yeah, River Wild's okay. pretty good. That's fair. But if you actually sit, you know, if you're not like having it on in the background on cable while you eat dinner or fold laundry, you actually sit down and watch it. It's pretty fucking great it's, it, looks, it, got it a, looks great it's got a great it uh, is it jerry goldsmith's score yeah, Jer- yeah jerry goldsmith. who, who also i believe did the music for uh, la confidential yeah so there's there's some great parts music. where the score sounds huh? a little bit like sorcerer music yeah and then other times where it sounds like very standard jerry goldsmith sort of stuff <laughs> well he's always riffing on his own he's shit. always <laughs> doing his own thing he's doing uh, the james horner routine where he's like recycling yeah. stuff yeah. but I, obviously zero i'm just gonna go with zero douglas's it's yeah. just not that kind of movie yeah. and i'm gonna give it um I'm gonna give it five action Strathairns. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, yeah three and a half three and a half uh, Juds. Just a, just a solid thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, zero zero Douglases. Zero it was like a solid zero. <laughs> it's not it's not doing anything. I'm gonna give it uh, I'm gonna give it uh, f- uh, fifty out of fifty uh, terrified John C. Rileys. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. The River Wild, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, oh, do we have any uh, Mad Magazines for River Wild? Yeah, well, I mean, River Mile. The River Mile. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's what they would call it, probably. Yeah, they didn't. The Quiver Wild. Uh, <laughs> oh, that boy. Doesn't even, uh, that means nothing. Uh, I, I got nothing. The Shiver Child. No, Oof, that's just no, that's just God. zero. Okay, that sounds like a well, Queensrÿche record. Before before this <laughs> Shiver gets, Child. Before we uh, keep everybody too long with this bullshit. Uh, that's it for the. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing next time? This is it for today's episode. Uh, next time we are gonna we're gonna do the sequels to Psycho. Psycho, Psycho two. two. Psycho, Psycho three. three. And the cleverly titled. Psycho 4, Psycho The Awakening. Four. The beginning. The beginning. Oh, the be- Psycho 4, The Beginning. The beginning. Psycho uh, 4, Endgame. So we're going to go back to talk. <laughs> we'll, probably talk we'll probably talk about the uh, original Psycho as well, I imagine. Which and is, the remake. Which is one of the... Um, and we'll touch on that piece of shit, too. But we'll uh, we'll touch it. We'll talk about the original, because it's one of the... Obviously, one of the uh, inspirations for all of this kind of stuff we're talking about in this. And they did make three psych- sequels to it in the 80s. So, uh, yeah. Until then... Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.